Hey, what's up, Tyler? Play this lo-fi little episode with Rudy Johnson. He is from Misery Tourism. It was a site created in 2012 with his friend Will, but it was initially based off board games, right? Yeah, we used to do uh, tabletop RPGs. So you y'all raised like five thousand dollars or something, like a lot uh, of money. I think it was, it was three thousand for the That's Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's was, it was not bad. Yeah. So, yep. so you create this, you raise the money. At what point do you decide that you go into a more literary uh, field with the site? Well, that was probably about like twenty thirteen ish. I want to say. So like a year into it, about a year, yeah, yeah. Were after, the people after we finished the Kickstarter stuff? Yeah, were the people that raised the mud that gave you money for it? Were they upset that like you were changing it? Uh, oh, not not really. Uh, they were probably actually happy since <laughs> we we weren't super popular in the tabletop RPG community. But why weren't you popular? Like you weren't like well known. Oh no, we were we were infamous. Sort really, of. what happened? Oh, what happened? Well, because the game is that we make basically, it's just like misery tourism. Like the content of the stuff is kind of, I guess, transgressive or whatever. So, but in the tabletop community, that shit is not really cool. It's not like that doesn't fly. So, a lot of people. But I think the people that the people that raised money that helped us raise the money were cool with it. It's just that I don't think a lot made the crossover to the literary end of things. So. Uh huh. So when you were growing up, did you read a lot of poetry? No, no. So nope. how did you how did you decide to start going into poetry? Oh, uh, well, we figured. I mean, I I can't speak for William, uh, but I think the thought was basically we'd exhausted all our options in, as far as tabletop stuff uh, because there's just nothing we could do. The community's kind of insular. Uh, we were largely hated in the community. So we were hated. Would you? <laughs> What did you do? <laughs> so we, we, um, I, you know, I mean, there's games in there that are really nasty subject matter. Like, there's a game, I have a game about rape in there. Uh, well, William yeah, has, I can see why people would hate you for that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's a game about pedophilia in there, also mine. William has a game about a black dude, uh, that's a vampire, also. Well, it might also be a vampire, and it's, it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> you can't do black vampires. Well, it's not exactly that. It's it's called passing. It's basically an allegory for like you know, racial racially passing and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. It's got I, I won't spoil the twist, but it's got a nasty kind of twist in it. So uh-huh. they people didn't like it. People didn't like some of the stuff we were doing. So that community is kind of we just saw it as being exhausted, really. So when I go into Barnes and Nobles now, like books. Like half of the entire store is like board games. Yeah. So I feel like you guys were kind of onto something a little oh, bit. I, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we. I like board games, and I like. Uh, I I mostly do tabletop RPGs, which are. So is is like, tabletop RPGs not board games? Oh, uh, they're in the same hobby, kind of. I guess some people like tabletop RPGs. That the stuff we did was mostly like role playing games. Uh, a lot of them had board game elements, though. So, like, you know, like my game, Student Zombie, uses a chessboard um, for, like, to resolve things in the narrative. So, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of it's kind of similar to a board game hobby, definitely. 
So you were hated in the tabletop community. You come over to the literary community. Why do you assume you're not going to be hated here? Oh, uh, well, we, we really didn't. We, <laughs> I guess we didn't know what was going to go on. And I guess, you know, I mean, you know, some of the, the controversies with like, you know, okay, donkey and that kind of shit. Like we okay, still, I, I don't know the, con- what happened with okay, donkey, what they do. Well, I won't get into the whole thing, but, uh, uh oh, man! This sounds deep. This sounds like no, it was it wasn't deep real at all. shit. I, down. No, not really. It was it was basically, and I don't even remember specifically what happened. I think what set it off is uh, Josh Sherman had said something oh, to to them, <laughs> and and then uh, he because he said something, we we were mentioned uh, in some kind of backlash against that. Uh, he said, "Well, you know, they published Josh Sherman, who's also in these." Uh, racist sexist homophobic etc magazines and we were on the list of those and so they talked to us and uh well they they came at us basically and wound up there was a funny part in it when they said like you know um they they asked about the masthead of our magazine uh because they're like basically or something the masthead came up because they were talking about racism and because somebody said don't you know one of their editors is black Mm-hmm. And okay, donkey people said, "Well, no, we didn't know about that um, because there's no mass head on the site." <laughs> and so that that was I, that was funny to me because actually during the uh, the misery uh, index, our tabletop RPG thing that we did, mm-hmm. a similar thing actually happened. One of the guys uh, from the tabletop community said, "Like, well, no person of color would ever play games like this." Uh, you know, this is after we put out me and William put out the video of uh, me and him, you know, shilling the project for Kickstarter. And they they said, like, well, no person of color would ever play this shit. And, uh, yeah, he got a rude awakening when he found out. He's like, yeah, I'm actually black. So So why why do you have to represent Josh Sherman? I don't. (laughs) Why Josh Josh Sherman can represent himself, I think. Yeah, so, like, why is it, like, you get associated with him and his comments? And it becomes this whole magazine thing. I think it got dry, like because basically they said like well, he start he starts a lot of I mean he's not like a shit stirrer but he does <laughs> post on his Twitter he does seem to get into a lot of little arguments a lot of shit yeah and like so I guess basically they the somebody in the OK Donkey circle or something said something like well Josh Sherman has been published by these magazines and like Misery Tourism was one of them so we got pulled in that way basically uh huh. Was he going to the readings by then? Uh, sorry, what was that? Was he going to the the Misery Loves yeah, Company? Yeah, yeah the, I think so. For people that don't know, it's a reading series they do every Friday. Yep. You go to the Twitter account and you go in and read your stories. Yeah. But just so people know, it is very, you know, I guess like free speech thing. Like you're yeah. going to hear a lot. You're going to hear some things you may not want to hear. You might hear the N-word and that stuff. You know. Yeah. that <laughs> It'll probably be me saying it. <laughs> doesn't always make me very comfortable, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I so know. Where, where, do you get, where do you get your politics from? Where do you get... How did you... What are your experiences that you come to this in your, you know, your life? Does that make um, sense? Uh, with politics, yeah. Yeah, no, I... um. As far as the free speech element of it, like, I don't know that I'd be like a free speech absolutist or whatever. Um, really? I don't know exactly what my politics would be on that. But I mean, 
I, I'm for free speech in the arts uh, because I don't see any point to restricting what you say just to, you know, just to smooth shit over. I mean, especially when you're talking about we're mostly a magazine that publishes outsider shit. I mean, people, nobody's really making getting paid for this anyway. So, like, as far as I'm concerned, like, it's important to let people say what they want uh, because that's let somebody say what's on their mind, what they're experiencing, right? Let them tell their experiences how they want to tell it. And um, also, there's no money being exchanged here. So we don't have to, we're not Disney. We don't have to worry about, you know, censoring or sanitizing shit for everybody to hear. You know, it's not, it's not that type of operation. So. I'm thinking right now. So. Why do you think like, so you guys closed down the magazine though. So yeah. why, why do you think, and I saw a lot of people, they're bitching and they're complaining because all mm-hmm. these little magazines are closing. Yeah. Why do you think that two people from another community, you and Will, mm-hmm. in the tabletop community, you create something, but like all these writers, they don't create something for themselves. Mm-hmm. They just want to like sit around and complain. I think, I think a lot of people do create stuff for themselves. I mean, a lot of, a lot of people, there's, there's so many fucking lit mags, man. It's like, yo, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's a lot of work to run one. So, I mean, like, to yeah. run one in a way that we ran ours where we accept open submissions and stuff like that. Submissions, it's like a rolling period. And it's open all the time. A lot of people just have, like, you know, a month or so. And then they have a reading period and whatever else. It's a lot of work to run it the way we run it, though. So, yeah, I can see why a lot of people wouldn't be into that. But it is interesting that you guys didn't start out, like, uh, we're going to start a literary magazine that uh, you made the transition away from tabletop gaming yeah into writing yeah did you think at first that you weren't going to get like the transition from tabletop to writing did you think you would like oh we're going to start publishing stories oh uh, yeah i think our intent was to publish like literature i know I, william write some stuff and i write wrote some stuff at the time we had a couple of friends that were writing too, so oh, okay. doing various stuff. So we just at first we were just publishing ourselves pretty much mm-hmm. doing going on Reddit to try to promote things. At what point does it it seemed like it blew up at some point. It got real popular. Yeah, boy, it must have been uh after we went on Twitter and William uh William was running the Twitter, you know, aggressively kind of doing the follow thing and you know, doing stuff like that. Um so we we just eventually got enough exposure through that that we were able to, I guess, get the right set of eyes on it. The, you know, people who, you know, figure this was a project or this was something they would submit to. And yeah. that's when, you know, word of mouth from there kind of blew up. It's a lot of promotion and a lot of that kind of thing. And also a lot of uh, William making tweets on the, uh, the main account, just engaging with the public and stuff like that. So how did you meet Will? Oh, uh, we met in I think it was probably second grade in uh in Malone. We we both were from the same town. So y'all like met on the school ground, like recess, or you were in the same class? Yeah, we were in some of the same classes in recess too, yep. So why like why why stick with him and not other friends that you made back then? I think uh I think we share a very uncommon bond as far as our type of hobbies um 
I met uh, William in like, like I said, second grade or whatever. But in high school, we used to play D and D a lot, which is uh-huh. a tabletop role playing game. So we used to play that all the time, and you know, we bonded over that quite a bit. When did you meet Brandon? When did he come into this? Uh, he, I met him in high school, so I know I've known him for a long time too, twenty plus years. So, so y'all are all from Malone, New York. Yep, yep. Um, William is from uh, he well, he lives in Dickinson, uh, which is a town that's like I don't know, like twenty three minutes from here. Uh. Brandon Brandon's in Plattsburgh currently, but which is a town that's like fifty miles from here. So. So why do y'all like live together then? Have y'all have tried that? No, uh, I I don't know. Like, I don't, we didn't really have like we pretty much living um with our parents for a while. Like, I was anyway. <laughs> but uh, Will went was down in the south for a bit. Uh, B boy was out in Rochester, but uh, until recently I've been living with the parents. So. So you all didn't think of like let's pull our money together and get a little place. Not- not really, because I mean Malone is such a small town. It's like if you're not, if you're not really, you know, if you're from here anyway, like you wouldn't want to get an apartment here just to, you know, just to live, like just to pay for an apartment. I mean, it's just most a lot of places around here are kind of shitty, uh, yeah. so we figured better off living with the with the rents. So do you all like hang out like in person a lot, and like that's you talked about like t- you talk about the magazine in person, or would you be over the internet? Yeah, we we talk on the internet. I just uh, I just actually had Thanksgiving with uh, William and his family. So yeah, we talk a lot. His cousin was up. We talked. I saw a thread that you did. It said you were queer. Mm-hmm. Are you gay? Not gay. No. Okay. So how do you identify? You don't. Do you want to not talk about that? I don't care. I mean, I honestly, I just identify as someone who's basically uh, really fucked up. And uh, has some, I don't know, gender issues. I don't know how any other way to, to put it. I'd say gender questioning, if that's a thing. Still, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know all the politics around it. But yeah, how do you, how do you mean gender questioning? You know, I've had for a long time. I guess uh, I don't really know how to how to express it. Really, you know, just feelings like you know, maybe like I, I have a lot of anxieties about gender. I'll put it that way, but. Uh, as far as my own gender, like I've questioned a lot if like the masculine so I was raised as, you know, male basically, mm-hmm. you know, as a boy. Uh so I've questioned a lot of that, like, is that really what I'm about or is that really but you know, I tend to I tend to avoid it, I guess myself. I've just been I I avoid myself a lot because I don't like to get in my head about shit. Um because if I do, I'm you know, I have ADHD too, so I'm kinda on on myself all the time about shit. It's just I've been pushing it kind of to the side a lot, I uh-huh. guess. But no, I'm not uh, not gay. Um, but uh-huh. yeah, and I don't know. I don't necessarily identify with the queer label and everything that goes with that or whatever. I'm just, I just said it that time because it's like that's, I guess that would be like the larger thing that I feel, I guess, or whatever. I'm not sure. Have you tried to seek out like communities? Oh, um, also with other people that question their own gender i think uh the misery tourism community the community that william and i built is uh i mean first of all it's very tolerant of that but also there's a lot of people in that circle um that that fall under that i think that makes and, sense. It, 
in addition to that, I think um, you have a lot of people in the same kind of situation that I'm in, where it's like, that's not, that doesn't have to be the forefront of your identity or whatever. You know, I don't know if that makes any sense or that. Do you think, do you have a problem with people that you put it at the forefront? I mean, frankly, I have a problem with people that put anything like, you know, hey, I'm black or I'm whatever at the forefront. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I sort of, in some ways, yeah. You know, that it's, it doesn't, it's not that I don't understand like the institutional issues and stuff that afflict people and how people feel about themselves or whatever. I just have a problem with it because it, for me personally, it, it makes me uncomfortable. You think it's inauthentic? No, I don't think it's inauthentic. If you want to, if that's what you want to wear as your yourself, whatever that's, I don't think it's inauthentic. No, I just mm. think it's like there's other things I'd rather talk about as far as myself than uh, than that. So you know, that's that's why I personally don't don't do it. And I I don't really I don't really have a problem so much with people who do it. It's just that like that's not the way I would handle it. Do you think by not talking about it that it becomes a bigger issue? Like subconsciously, for me personally, uh, subconsciously, probably, yeah, <laughs> probably, probably. That's tough, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but you know, it's not, it's not something that I'm ashamed of. It's just something that I don't prioritize. Really, I, I don't really know, know any other way to say it. Do you are you afraid to confront that part? Uh no, I'm just, uh, I'm afraid of like more of the mental resources and stuff it'll take to deal with that part i guess and all the money and stuff definitely yeah that too and that's an anxiety like that's an anxiety that's connected to that definitely yeah that's uh that's fucked up yeah i mean i told i i have a, a therapist or i had a therapist i hadn't really gone into it with my re- most recent therapist but i told some of the therapists about it and stuff so like i mean what, it's just what did they say do you mind? Do you mind me talking about this, or do you want to? No, there we go ahead. Yeah, no, it's okay. fine. Um, no, the ther- <laughs> I actually had one therapist. And this was funny. Um, he said, uh, he said, well, all the identity stuff. He said, don't worry about any. He said, don't. You know, he said, just, just think of it this way. Think of yourself as a gamer. And this is what he, this what this therapist told me. I thought it was like the funniest shit. <laughs> you know, I mean, that, kind of, that kind of makes sense. I, I mean, mean, it kind like... of makes sense. But I, and that's why I said it's like, yo, know, you don't really have to forefront any of this. But just the way you put it was kind of was kind of funny. I thought. So I know, like, I think the Matrix, like the people that created that. Yeah, like the one of their like, one there, of the main yeah. themes of that is yeah, gender and identity. Yeah, definitely. Like I said, it's just something I choose really not to fixate on but yeah ta- i mean talking about it's fine because i don't care you know either way it's just that do you and will talk about this yeah is- oh yeah yeah okay yep so do you have uh do you mind if i ask do you have like body dysmorphia um not what is like is that like the same as dysphoria or is that like i guess that's like you if you look in the mirror and the person that you see, you don't recognize as the person that's in your head. Oh, okay. I mean, not really. No, I don't. Or like you see yourself and you get angry. Sometimes I see myself and get angry, but I don't know if that's, I don't think it's related to, to the gender stuff. I think it's actually other stuff. 
What is the other stuff? Um, you know, mostly the depression, uh, the fact that um, I have a lot of motivation issues. You know, a lot of issues with motivation and shit. So like, I I get angry because you know I'm not where I want to be or I'm not. I feel like I'm not doing enough or not doing shit. You know, typical ADHD shit. Where it's like an OCD stuff too, I guess. But so I get I frequently get angry um at myself, but I don't think it's because of that. You create a lot of shit though. Yeah. You're yeah. very creative. You like yeah. create a little video game in like four days. Yeah, I mean I, it usually takes me about to do anything like that. Like um usually takes me a couple weeks for each one, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's not yeah, I mean it's I think I'm creating I, I create um the way i want to and i think everything there is fine it's just hard to look at it in the greater scheme of things as being progress towards anything else you know because it's not making money oh uh, yeah and also it doesn't get as much exposure and stuff i think as i want i don't really want to make money off of the shit i don't really care honestly i just want to kind of uh get my shit out there but would it be nice to make a profit from the things that you create yeah sure but that's not the main reason that you create. So, no, I mean, it's, main... it's a very, it's a, it's a weird dichotomy with the creating art, I guess. Yeah. You don't want to seem like you're just creating shit to make money off of, but mm. you know, you got to survive and shit. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I'm, I know why I create. It's my creation is mostly compulsive, um, and I don't know where that goes back to my um, issues with ADHD or whatever. It's mostly compulsive shit. Do you take um, Adderall or Vyvanse? Uh, I take Ritalin, which is... Uh, you take Ritalin? Man, that's old school. That's like... Old school. Yeah, I, I actually didn't take it as a kid. I just, as an adult, I started it. So And it's helped, so... Yeah. I've had issues where I would take too much, but now I go... It's better if you, like, get on a schedule. You take it at a certain time every day. Yep, yep, that's what I do, too. So... You start. You started taking it as an adult. Yeah. Was this Just after? Like pretty recently, like actually in the last, really? like five years, I think. Oh I wow! Let me start off, and nothing else. I tell you what, the uh, like as far as the depression, like I'm on a Billify and some other shit too, and none of it has really touched the, the motivational issues or depression or anything. But this at least lets me feel kind of like a person for at least half a day here, or so. Or so. When you and Will, you created the site and you raised the money. Mm-hmm. Was that like, what was, was you had to have like some high from that. Yeah. And you oh, raised definitely. all this money. Yeah, it was definitely like the, uh, the first, the initial misery index thing was definitely really cool. It was stressful too. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people were coming in contact with us and criticizing our games and stuff like that. But it was, it was really validating to see that that many people would even say shit about our stuff so are those people still around that like gave money to you definitely yeah Yeah. oh that's cool yeah i just didn't know if like they gave money to you and then like disappeared i I mean i don't think they're in like the misery tourism community because they're mostly like game designers they're in that community but they they still they're still around like yeah have you and will like ever sat down and like try to design a game that you would like put into stores and like market. Uh, you know, we've tried at least a couple times, I think. Uh, and one time we found that 
something like it, something close to it already existed, so we didn't pursue it. Secret um, Hitler. Well, uh, actually, it was it was something similar to that. It was actually a uh, a game with uh, like fandoms based around fandoms. And I don't remember what the the game we found was, but it was something like that. That's cool. Dude, that's a that that was a very popular game. Like I'm not like in the community at all and I would hear about that game on like podcasting. Like, yeah, no, I, I love games with the bluffing mechanic. So that what's one is that? Really, bluffing? Like, bluffing, like bluffing, um, okay. Yeah. You know, like poker in the poker sense, but that I think Secret Hitler involves something like that, right? Yeah, it's like you pass out a bunch of cards and then everyone like closes their eyes. Except for the people that are the the Nazis or whatever, yeah. And they look. Then you have to like look around, and then you close your eyes again, and then everyone opens their eyes, and oh, then okay. you try to figure out who's Hitler. Or so I don't know. Yeah, it's like social deduction kind of stuff. Yeah, right? I try to yeah. get it for my family, but I realize the point at which you have to tell everyone. And completely bust the entire game. So, anyways, yeah. What is your favorite game that you created, and that you think that people listening to this should check out? Oh, even if they're like very liberal. Okay, the one. Oh, the one that I personally created, or yeah, or you and Will, or maybe that's on your site. Okay, um, that I think other people should check out. Yeah, that are listening to this. And maybe they're not, maybe they don't subscribe to mm-hmm. your, the way that you guys think. I don't know. Okay. Um, I mean, I'll just start with, uh, I guess, Kara Canceled. That's one I personally designed. Uh, it's on our, I don't know if you can take links on here. Um, are links cool or? Yeah, I think. You tab. Let's see here. Uh, okay, I see the chat. Can I put it in the chat? Or yeah, am I sharing? Not sure. Uh, I just put mm-hmm. it in the chat. Mm-hmm. Cool. And this is a game, basically, it's a multiplayer game about. Uh, it's actually about cancel culture broadly, Ooh. but it's it's um. It's more of a spatial positioning tactics game uh, that you play with your friends. You try to be, uh, you you basically try to uh, have the most pieces remaining at the end. Uh, by uh, and if you, there's a bunch of mechanics that revolve around shadow. You know these the all these pieces cast a shadow, and you have to place your pieces within the shadow so that they stay alive the longest, pretty much. Can you see it on the screen? I can, yeah. All right, cool. So wait, can you explain that? Explain that again. Oh yeah, so it's a multiplayer game. So we wouldn't be able. We need four players to play it. So it's like a game um, you play with your friends, pretty much. Because uh, this content is not supported because my software is out of date. Oh, that's on me. Okay, yeah. I mean, either way. I mean, I don't know. We we wouldn't be able to play it uh, here. Uh, but it's basically. Um, the idea is you have your pieces, right? Each each side gets four pieces. Mm-hmm. And you place them on the board and they cast a shadow 
uh, the origin of the shadow is the fire in the center. Um, and you cast, they cast a shadow and they see your pieces, just some of your other pieces. Mm-hmm. And the idea is you're supposed to, and there, the, that has different effects. So like if you move a piece, so it's all the way in the shadow, it becomes blacked out. So no one else can see it. And so it has like kind of a bluffing element. So you can black out pieces so that you don't know if they're there, if they're your pieces or if they're the, you know, your opponent's pieces and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can also <laughs> capture pieces with the pieces that are shadowed too. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You create a lot of, a lot of your games, maybe probably, maybe all of them have multi or multiplayer. Do you ever create like single yeah. player? Uh, I do have a couple of single player games on, uh, if you look at the same, I don't know if you're still on the itch.io, the misery tourism itch.io. Uh, but there's a couple ones on there that are single player. Um, Leagues to Migali, uh, Other, which is a gender kind of game, and uh, White House at Night, which is uh, William. Uh, that's that's William's. Uh, White game. House at Night. Uh... White House at Night. It's actually it's cool. It's a game about um, about Trump, and I, I won't really oh, spoil. No. It's a visual novel. You should definitely check that one out. It's really cool. Uh oh, you're getting excited about it. Mm-hmm. Worries me. <laughs> what do you do? What do you like? Your Trump? Uh, basically, yeah. Oh no. And you kind of move around this White House. It's like this kind of surrealistic, sort of like sort of uh, rec- I don't know, rendition of the White House. Um, and you meet you meet former presidents, the ghosts of them. Oh, that's cool. And you, uh, <laughs> you, you talk to, you, you talk to characters from Trump's past and his present, I guess at the time it was made in 2016 ish, or maybe it was made before the election. I'm not sure, but it was, it, it's, uh, it's definitely pretty cool. Like it's got, it's a visual novel. So it's got like all the, the cool art and stuff like that. Uh, one of our friends, uh, actually made the art, uh, for it and, uh, William did the writing you think Will just wants to be Donald Trump? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's really it was it's a fun game. You should check it out. I saw you were part of another very big project. It's called like Los Cios. Yeah, uh, Los Suelos. Uh, Los Suelos. Yes, that's Carter Carter's project. Yeah, you talk uh, about that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so it's a project basically it's an anthology of stories and they're all focused on this fictional town called Los Suelos um, in the Central Valley, California. I don't know much about the, you know, California geography, but it's kind of, um, a, 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 it's a real area in California, but the town is fictionalized and it's a bit like some weird happenings start going on in the town and the community. It's just kind of like off the grid community. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the the coolest thing about the project is the world building was this kind of collective collaborative thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It was led by Carter and a couple, I think Lauren Lavin, a couple other people. Um, and they had this this big like this. It was like basically a big massive world building fest where everybody got to contribute to the lore and stuff of the world and like how it worked. And uh, they accepted one of my stories for it. Um, it wasn't actually a story. It was actually a piece of visual art or whatever, but it was uh, the character got used in the little video game, uh, which was, it was an RPG maker game. 
Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't know RPG Maker, basically it's like you make JRPGs with it, like, you know, Cr Chrono Cross or Chrono Trigger, stuff like that. Final Fantasy is one. It, it makes games in the style of that. But uh, Carter, um, and I'd say I helped a little bit, um, wound up making this this uh, this RPG, this RPG Maker thing. Mm -hmm. It was really pretty cool. You can check it out. It's uh, Let me see if I can find a link here. Okay. So .com. It's uh yeah, it's pretty cool. You should definitely check out uh, a lot of the stories, the artwork and stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of one that really caught Isn't me. Is a uh, single player too? It is. That that's a single player game too. You can play it. You can actually play it on a phone, I believe. That's cool. Yeah, so it's like they cool. they. It's like they ran it like kind of like a one time magazine. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You think they're going to make another one? I don't know. I'm not sure. I can't speak for uh for Carter and the rest of uh you know the team or whatever. I'm not. I'm not sure. This I looks awesome. Dude, it's it's great. There's one in there that's really good. It's like an application for um a pet store like that sells these weird ass fucking pets. Mm -hmm. um, so let me throw that in there. It was like literary though. Yeah, it's literary. Yeah, it's it's like a story. How um, long did this take to make? Oh, uh, boy, I, it must have been several months. This is amazing. I, I just helped with some of the programming uh, as far as the game. That's my role in that. Um, I helped with a little bit of the programming of JavaScript stuff. And uh, I contributed a piece of uh, a piece of artwork to the site. What's WebGL? So WebGL is like a, uh, a platform for running games. Like a lot of it, it runs HTML5 games. Um, you know, what browser are you using, by the way? You mind? Like Google? I don't know, Google or something. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> Google supports it, like Chrome supports WebGL. So, not sure if it's like this little thing that we're in or whatever. It doesn't allow it. I think I took that off once because Adobe Creator was like fucking up. Oh, because okay. I enabled it or something. I don't know. Some okay, computer yeah. shit. I don't, I don't know that be, stuff. It could be that. It could be it just doesn't play well with uh, this Google. I've never used Google Meetings before, but... but no, it's a pretty awesome game. I definitely recommend checking it out. Have you ever thought about making a game like this, mm. but like for like Nintendo? Nintendo, or something oh, or switch or i don't know uh, xbox yeah I don't, I don't know anything about really the dev kits they use for that i use mostly uh this tool it's called construct 3 and it helps me make games uh i'm not like as far as a, a switch or something like that you'd have to be vetted through nintendo and all that shit so i just never really thought about it that hard but it'd be cool definitely to do something like that you get inspired by games like that like the Switch and yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, one of my favorite games for Switch is Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, you play the the Nintendo the the Nickelodeon one, don't you? Oh, Multiversus, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I played that a lot. You like the IP stuff? Yeah, it's like this weird like mishmash of like IP. Like there's like 
a bunch of different Warner Brothers IPs represented on there. So you have like Bugs Bunny versus like the fucking Iron Giant versus Velma from Scooby Doo, and it's just fucking mm-hmm. wild. It's a wild time. If you could create a misery tourism fighting <laughs> game, oh shit! What? Well, how would you make it? What would the levels be? Oh boy! So the le- first of all, the art style has to be like the MS Paint shit that we do for the site. I would definitely go with that, and uh, the levels. Cool. I don't. I don't know. Maybe each story is like has like a level or something. We take maybe like, like it could be like MS Paint, and then as you start as you start fighting, mm. it starts creating along with the fight. Oh yeah, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, like a prop gen type of thing. Like a, yeah. yeah, no, that'd be cool. That'd be sick. Well, if, we, if we if William and I had the money, <laughs> we we would definitely do something like that. What was what would his what would Will's like? special be oh 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 we're talking like our like if we're characters in it yeah boy i don't know it would probably be something where he can go to like he can go to part of the level and just hide out there and not play the game <laughs> because that's what he does in smash brothers <laughs> he just leaves <laughs> he just hiding at the top of the map and shit and like looking not really not maybe he'd be there. like the pointer he he'd be like that giant hand Oh, oh yeah, Master Hand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you're when you're a kid, did you create games like in your head and your notebook and stuff? Not really. No, I didn't really uh I didn't really start I, I used to make mess around with these level creators. Um if you remember uh like the game Doom, you know, for example, had a Oh yeah, they like released all their information online so people create could like create their own stuff right yep all their tool set and all that shit they released it to the you public. think all you think all games should do that i do yeah i definitely think that because that's how i got my start creating stuff and that i think you know I, the one i really messed around with a lot was unreal ed which mm-hmm. was one of the first unreal engine i guess it was like unreal engine one uh there for the game unreal and there's a there's another game called wheel of time that also used the unreal engine um and i i messed around with that quite a bit it was really fun has Smash Brothers done that where they like released all their stuff? Uh they they have a, a more limited creator that's in the game. It's it's package is part of the game. So yeah. GTA I know did it too. We messed around with GTA 5. Yeah, didn't someone it. like create like recreate it and then they got sued? Oh uh, I saw maybe, that like on IGN. Oh, maybe, yeah. Like these guys spent years like recreating with GTA three and like with all the like oh. with all new graphics and stuff and then Yeah they, they got sued but then like they the company then Rockstar didn't release their own GTA three re release. Yep, yep, I remember that. Yeah, something like that happening. Yeah, no, that it's pretty wild. Like GTA uh, is a real inspiration because they Oh yeah. That was the first of... game that was like open world. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And content-wise, they're really skewed towards the transgressive, I guess, too. So that was one of the first times I yeah. saw I dealt with that as a kid, you know, some you know, some kind of and I remember it upset all the politicians and all the right people. So <laughs> So how do you how do you define the word uh transgressive? Oh boy. <laughs> um I I honestly wouldn't even take a stab at it, but if I had to, um if What's someone had a essence. Like drugs and stuff. I don't know. Well, I'd say transgressive work to me is basically work that 
it is meant to be experienced outside of like the social norms or whatever if that makes any sense like either it's meant to be experienced outside of them or it does something that puts the reader or you know how the person experiencing it outside of those norms that's the way i see transgressive or do you think like surrealism is transgressive yeah in many ways yeah because it transgresses like reality right i mean it's just mm -hmm. what people think about reality i think definitely like especially more data stuff and that kind of shit is definitely so did you go to you went to what'd you major in oh uh, in school uh the, the brief attempt that i went to college um i majored in computer science wait you, you said brief attempt yeah <laughs> I thought you graduated and then you went into grad school but dropped out of grad school. No, fuck no. No, that was Will. Oh. Yeah, no, I didn't I've never been to grad school. Um and oh, I really? didn't, I didn't finish no college either, so Are you going to go back ever? Probably not. No. Oh. How Probably long were you in college? Never again. Um what happened and what well, happened for your well, bad experience? Yeah, I mean, I just, just went too much money. Huh? Was it too much money? That was part of it. Um, I started out at a kind of liberal arts school. Uh, mm -hmm. did not have a great computer science program. Um, and I don't know why I was even there because <laughs> I was there basically because my parents wanted me to go there. So. Yeah. And uh, I didn't, that kind of colored the whole experience. So now it just like, to go back, it would be too much. Yeah. I think it might be better if people were like 30 when they went go to college. I, I honestly think that would be a great thing if if people were even restricted from going to college. Yeah, because then they would have they would know what they would want, and they have the experience of working sh probably shitty jobs. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. And they would appreciate the uh, experience a bit more. Yeah, I know. I definitely would have, especially in today's environment, like the post COVID shit, where you can pretty much go online. You know. Oh yeah, dude! It's so much easier because I went. Yeah. Back in twenty, I dropped out in twenty fourteen. Went back in twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. And online classes, man. Yeah, so much fucking easier now. What's your thing? What did you go for? Oh, I'm into creative writing. Yeah, okay, right. Okay. Yeah. You going for what... the MFA or? No, I'm an undergrad still. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So wait, when did what year did you drop out? Uh, first time was uh twenty or two thousand. Three, two thousand four. Yeah. Well, you said first time. First you time. Out. You drop out twice. Yep. So did you? Did you have like, like a break? I bet that was very like, kind of terrifying. It, it was. It was kind of a mental breakdown. You know, I was kind of wandering around. I was just in the library for like days by myself, just kind of talking to myself and. Um, well, yeah, because yeah. like, you know, your parents wanted to go to college. And to drop out, yeah, it's very, it's, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it is. Because yeah. you're not, you're doing the thing you're not, the very thing you're not supposed to, what your parents expect. Yep, exactly. And there's very much in my family. A, uh, my dad went, my mom went. Um, mm -hmm. My dad, you know, he was, uh, you know, an architect, uh, engineer. So he went for a long time. You know, he was in there eight, nine years or whatever. So he. And there was an expectation that I would go and but yeah, I disappointed that, but Yeah, I went through that shit too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not all the people all the people you know from college, then you don't really kind of lose in touch. Yeah, no, definitely.
Um, I didn't know. I didn't really know that many people. Honestly, I have difficulty with social situations, so I didn't really know that many people. I pretty much just stayed in my room. So, what was your? You talking about your dad? What was your dad like? Oh, he was he was awesome. I uh, my dad. I don't want to get too much into it, but he he was uh, very much into technology and into like science stuff. He's probably the one that got me interested into that. But what are your favorite memories of him? Uh, well, we went to. Um, uh, we went down to Frank Lloyd Wright's Falling Water, which is a house. I think it's in Pennsylvania somewhere. Um, it's this house that's like built over this fucking river. It's it's just amazing to see it. I remember my dad uh, when we went down there. He was so happy uh, he could show it to me, and he explained all the uh, you know all the stuff, um, all the you know how it was built. Because Frank Lloyd Wright is like kind of like an auteur type of you know sort of very like well-known, I guess, but also very much an tour type of architect. And he explained to me all, like, how it functioned and how, you know, he basically redirected this river kind of and put it under his house. And it was really pretty amazing. Like, So did your dad, he was into computers and stuff? Oh, well, yeah, he, um, he taught me how to use the, uh, you know, like, the first computer we had in our house. It was a 486. What is uh, that? Old, old school. Well, it was this was like the first Windows, like Windows 3.1 or something. I guess it wasn't the first one, but it was Windows 3.1. I remember my a lot of my memories of uh of him are uh you know being on that computer uh, and he would teach me. Uh, we used to go to the computer show, the Tri-State. There's a Tri-State computer show, which is like um I think it was in out of Albany. And we went there and we'd get computer parts, bring them back and put them together. And he used to show oh, me that's how cool. To, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, and uh, a lot of a lot of my memories of early video games like Space Quest, and you know, because that that was one of the first games I played besides Minesweeper and whatever was on Windows. Is uh, these adventure games? Did he play your games that you created? Um, he played one uh, Wind Chess, which is on our uh, on our website here. Um, but no, he played that briefly uh, before he died. He, he enjoyed it. Um, so yeah. Was he excited about y'all creating like a website and raising money for it? Yeah, no, definitely. He's very proud of, of that. That's uh, cool. Yeah. Do you have any brothers or sisters? I have a brother, yeah. Um my brother Anthony. What does he do? He's a he's a he works for um but I don't even know what it's basically like he's he's basically like a contractor and he'll go around and he does like these things where they set up shit for shows like um concerts and shit so is he was he also into technology or no oh uh, he he's uh he's kind of into it he i mean for his job and stuff they got a whole set of technology shit that they use there but he's into like um he's an app more apple guy i think <laughs> he does apple products and shit like that you know i don't, I don't know much about that i don't never had no apple products in my house so um, That's pretty cool, though, that your dad would go to these shows and yeah. then, like, get the parts and then, like, build them with you. Yeah, it was wild because as, there was actually one other family that used to go with us. Uh, Especially because you have ADD. Like, I tried to create... My dad would get, like, the little mini, like, cars and, like, yeah. to build them. And, like, I, I couldn't fucking... Do, I'd lose interest right away. Yeah, it, w- it was hard for me to follow along at first, but after... um. 
after a while, like it started to click because it tied into my other hobby of like video games and shit. I was like, oh, well, you can use this to make the computer run the shit faster, basically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so it was really it was cool to to see how it worked and how it. <clears throat> and he was good at building them. You know, I've never been. Even now, I'm not real up on like the uh, the hardware aspect. I, I couldn't. I built my last computer in 2016, so I couldn't tell you what the newest shit is now because I haven't. I haven't bought a new one to, in a long time. But but to do that as a kid, you got to be pretty smart and like pretty intellectual. I think you got like an upper hand on other kids. Yeah, I mean, when, when in the 90s, it was really rare to have people build them because these like yeah. a lot of computers at the time were like twenty five hundred, thirty, you know, three thousand dollars just for a little piece of shit. Like, like I said, a four eighty six running Windows three point one, which is you know that that had like a 500 megabyte hard drive where we were talking megabytes so like maybe mm-hmm. even less than that it probably had like a 200 megabyte the first one we had so yeah i mean this was in the 90s but it was good to experience that side of the technology early on um when it was like it was more like a hobbyist thing like there weren't a lot of people that you know would do computer stuff and gave a shit about it so do you think if you went to a school with a better computer program computer science program that you would have stayed in school probably I, not i don't um, want to like harbor on this whole school oh no, thing. no. no I, I probably not because i i just wasn't ready to be in school at that point i was really just not mentally ready yeah so what what when do you go back oh uh, you said you dropped out twice yeah i went back and i tried a different school with more of a computer focus mm-hmm but uh, it was all way. It was in Arizona. It was called the University of Advancing Technology. It was a good school, and uh, I was lucky to get in there. But like, I just didn't have the support systems out there that I really needed to do anything. I, again, I'm a lot of it comes down to social shit. That I just I, none of my friends yeah. were out there. Um, it was just kind of depressing to be that far away from everything. I'm from Malone, New York. <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I went out there, and I'm in a city, Tempe, Arizona. It's hot as shit fucking every day it's like 120 degrees um i just didn't i tried but i didn't really you excited to go back and then you get there and you're just like fucking depressed yeah pretty much i know it, that's a me issue you know i've had a lot of issues with depression and uh, that kind of stuff i just uh basically i just needed to be i think i just needed to you know not not try it until i was ready for it uh, I don't want to get on. A, I don't want to get on a race thing. I'm just thinking, like, yeah, yeah. in the '90s, there's like black family. You're building computers. I think that's pretty cool. It's very different from what you know stereotypes. I guess I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. I mean, yeah. My my dad was always into like you said the technology shit. I mean, he experienced a lot of stuff um, in his time. Like he experienced like the whole civil rights movement. Is he he was like seventy one or so when he when he died 72 so and he was born in the 40s um, wow. so he, he experienced like civil rights and all that kind of shit so i mean some of the stuff he saw was probably pretty uh pretty intense i remember he told me a story um <laughs> he was in i think it was like south carolina or somewhere because he went to shaw i think he went to that was one of the schools he went to first mm-hmm. and um he was there and he was in a town and some kid like pointed to him and said look ma chocolate man <laughs> Oh my god, dude. <laughs> like, he Jesus. was like, What the fuck? Like this was just like because he had come, you know, he was he's from like Trenton and like the you know, Trenton, New Jersey, so like the north. 
area. You know, I guess you originally you was born in Muskogee, uh, Oklahoma. Out wow, dude, where, where you're at, probably. Holy shit, yeah, that's close. Yeah, so but um, wow, he he was. How does he end up in New York? Uh, well, he moved. We moved from Trenton. You know, I was born in Trenton, New Jersey, but I only stayed there like you know four or five years. Uh, we moved up here because they wanted to. Uh, they just wanted a better whatever. I don't know. They were sick of the city, basically. Sick of. Well, how does it go from Oklahoma to New Jersey? I honestly, I couldn't. I don't know exactly how that. <laughs> but I know he went to Vietnam at one point, so he came back, and then he was in Hawaii, and uh, yeah. Shit. So, do you have family in Oklahoma? Oh uh, yeah, actually, yeah, they do have. A, there's a big branch of the, my dad's family out there. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, Cato is. If I don't know, you know any of those? But them no. Yeah, I bet he experienced some wild racist shit down here. He, he experienced some wild ass shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> some of the stories he's told me have been. I mean, they're funny now, but I mean, like, you can see like how that's kind of like a privilege or whatever to, to laugh at it for me. But it's like, yeah, no, some of the shit he told me is pretty, pretty fucking wild. Do you know any? Yeah, you can um, tell on here. Yeah, I mean, there's. I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, he he was there when like the riots happened, and um, like the the riots from uh, King, you know, basically what? after he was killed. Yeah, he uh, he got off a train. I remember he he said he was playing baseball somewhere, and uh, he got off a train, and like the city, the whole city was just fucking on fire because he's been all through the the south and the area. Was this in said. Oklahoma? No, it wasn't in Oklahoma. It was uh, uh, on the East Coast. Uh, but he said, I remember his. He, he played baseball like kind of semi pro in college. That's cool. And he, uh, he, he, he said he remember him and uh, I think my uncle uh, Willard too. They got off a train and I don't remember where it was. But he said, he said, holy shit! Like this city's on fire. <laughs> like, like, dude, like, like there are people just rioting and just fucking police just out there beating the shit out of people and all kinds holy of shit, dude. Yeah, and I remember just. I was like, wow, that's that's very, very different than, you know, the little shit I experienced, which is basically nothing, you know, no kind of. You should create a game, like, based off that. Like, you got to get through this city that's, like, on fucking fire. That that would be definitely cool. I, should, I definitely, that sounds like a good time. Um, like and the some, Warriors that, or something. Yeah, the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that'd definitely be sick. I always kind of wanted to do a game about like my dad and some of and my mom too, some of their stuff because they experienced a lot of stuff. So, so what is your mom? What is your mom like? Oh, well, she she's deceased now. But, um, oh she, uh, fuck, dude. Sorry. Uh, oh yeah, no, it's all good. But she um, she was a teacher. Uh, so she uh, she taught a uh, special ed, and she uh, she she uh, and my uh, aunts and uncles they were out uh, in California during the uh, they lived on Haight Ashbury, which is like in the eighties or the nineties, or I guess I'm sorry, the seventies or eighties, that was like where all the cultural shit and stuff was going down. So she experienced a lot of stuff out there too. So. Was she an activist or did she just, no, no, they, no, uh, my, one of my aunts is kind of like in that sphere of things. Um, but my mom, uh, she worked at, uh, when she was like my age, she worked at uh, Princeton Firestone Library as like a basic librarian or records keeper or something like that. So she moved to the East Coast too. So no, that's cool. How did she pass, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, it was cancer. It was a pancreatic cancer. Fuck, dude. Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess you get that. That's pretty bad. It's not a not something you really survive because it's. Uh, they don't really have no treatments for it. You know, she didn't respond well to the chemo, and she was really uh. Just really sick the whole time, like just really 
just really hurting, like in serious pain the whole time. So straight. Did she ever play any of your games? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. She looked at them. Uh, she looked at some of them. So, if you're living with your parents, what? How do you transition from when they pass? Uh, well, it's been it's been kind of tough. Um, I bet, I'm, dude. I'm still in the house, uh, so I'm trying to straighten out like all the stuff with the mortgage and shit like that because I'm on disability. Uh, so I'm trying to. Um, right now, I'm in the process of getting employment, getting a getting placed employment basically from through they call it access VR here it's disability services. So you're going to place me in a program I can work and, you know, I can work at do doing what I can do, you know, basically. Uh, but you, my family helped me out a lot. So do you, can't you make money like doing computer shit? Yeah. And I do some of that like on the side, but I need just the solid income. And also the main thing with disability is um, they garnish your income. If what does that you, mean? Well, well, like if you if you have a job, if you earn like money, you have to report it to them or they'll garnish they, you know, or you can get in trouble basically. Oh. And they'll garnish your paycheck. But the program I'm trying to get into, they'll they won't be able to garnish it. It's called ticket to work or some shit like it's New York State program and they won't be able to garnish the money I make from working. So that's basically the main thing. Why doesn't Will move in with you? <laughs> you have a house. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't know if he really necessarily wants to live with someone else. I mean, I don't know. Um, but you guys not get along? No, we get along living with each other. I don't know how we live together. I don't know if we we're both pretty solitary. So <laughs> we need like I don't know. You live with Brandon. Yeah, I mean, he lives in, out in uh, P World, Plattsburgh. So that's that's another like fifty miles away. So you got little nicknames for the cities. Yeah, yeah, the city's in, in northern New York, upstate. Yeah, I mean, this is the real upstate New York. I don't care what all y'all niggas talking about, like, uh, you know, central New York and all this other shit. Like, this is the real upstate. This is the real North Country up here. So, I just assume New Jersey and New York is all the same to me. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot. Of, basically, a lot of people, almost everybody, that's the case. Yeah. So, w- w- your mom, did she ever go to Oklahoma? Oh, uh, I don't. No, I I think she might have been born in, boy, I don't, I should know where she was born, but it's somewhere in the Midwest too. It's somewhere out there. Have you ever been over in Oklahoma? I think it's Illinois, maybe. Uh, no, I've never been to uh, Oklahoma. I know there was a family reunion thing that was out there, but I didn't go to it. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't suggest coming down here. You know, we don't recommend, I don't suggest coming here either to Malone's. Really? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> It's uh, it's cold. If you like the cold, and uh, is it like a small town? It's really small. It's like less than. It's probably about. It's oh, the total area is probably about fifteen thousand people, uh, oh, but wow. it's, the village is probably like five thousand, maybe. You ever thought you know, about living in uh, the city, New York City? Hell no, nah. I I would never live in this. I've been to the Why? city. Why? Why that was really but, strong? Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just I can't live with that many people around me. I just can't. I can't do it. Do you think that's because you grew up in a small town? Probably, yeah. Yep. Do you not like the subways? I've only rode the rode the subway a couple of times. It was fine. I didn't I didn't mind the subway. Are there any crazy people pooping? Just me, you know. Oh. <laughs> just you pooping? <laughs> no, well, not not pooping, but oh. yeah, I mean just me like on the subway. I didn't really see anybody. I try not to make eye contact with anybody really. <laughs> Have you gone out there for any like art stuff? 
Like maybe no, art shows. no. Uh, I know uh, Michael McSweeney ran a uh, an art thing, like a uh, reading, an open uh, mic, mm-hmm. and uh, he asked me, I think, and just anybody who's doing a general call out to see if people would come. And I wanted to go to it, but I just didn't have the money to get down at that time. And That's I want to, nice. I want to get to, I want to get to one of those definitely. How far is New York City from Malone? About six hours uh, by Holy car. Shit, dude. My bus is probably about twelve. Maybe. That's like a, that's like another state. It, it might as well, it literally might as well be another state, honestly. Jesus. And if people up here had their way, it would be another state because uh, people don't like New York City <laughs> and where I'm from. It really is like oh. disconnected from almost everything. Sounds like it. It's kind of like in the north and whatever else. So I mean, we're 15 minutes from Canada. We don't have anything really to do with New York City, but still in the same state somehow. So. So I'm going to ask you a question. Everyone probably asked you, why did you end uh, the misery tourism, the magazine? Honestly, it was just because me and William just didn't feel like doing it anymore. We just, we want to do other things. And, um, what, you know, how did that, we were, I bet there's more to that though. A little, little bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, and we said a lot of this in the, um, the statement we made, but a lot of it was, um, had to do with some of the cancel culture stuff and it's not really juicy stuff you know it's not we're like oh we have a problem with this person or that press or whatever it was really just like it had gotten to the point where it's more of a headache to do certain things and not not dealing with the people or anything like that but it was just like the everyday like regimen of like having to get up put up articles put up stuff do Uh that stuff is just more it's just taking more out of us than we had to really give it so we didn't instead of um you know crashing and burning like you know maybe you know the, we didn't you said the cancel culture thing like isn't that why you initially had started it though it was yeah i mean it was we were basically fleeing from one community sort of into and trying to make our way in another one but but it became um, too much work and there wasn't enough payoff yeah it, it, that's exactly it yeah you just hit it basically and it, it was just you know we only paid for it and you know we didn't really see any way to although we did do the t-shirts and i know yeah you, I think, yeah but uh making a lot know, of money doing that a bit you know, yeah yeah <laughs> but no it's uh yeah no it just became a point where what we were putting into it we weren't really getting anything personally back and that's not the fault of our readers or anybody in the community it's just we just didn't just for us personally it's not we're not getting as much out of it as we were so are you ever going to bring it back or is it dead uh, i can't say for sure really i don't know I don't, I mean, it's not dead. We're going to keep the site up. Um, yeah. I don't know if we're going to ever accept submissions again. I don't know. Are you going to be pissed off if people that have published stories on there start publishing their stories elsewhere, the same stories? No. 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 <laughs> no. You know, like, hey, that's ours. You can't do that. No, hell no. They, everybody owns their work. You know, that's, that's what we said from minute one. We support their creators and however they want to do it. So we've had people, you know, publish with other places. You know, it's fine. Has anyone ever published on there and then taken, they wanted their story taken down? We've had a couple, yeah. Do you hate those people? No, no, I don't. No. I just, well, that's whatever. good. Yeah, no, no, but um, yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, whatever. Because I bet some people don't know the extent of maybe mm. what is published on that site. There's a lot of stuff. We have, uh, yeah. I shouldn't know how many, but it's like a thousand, it's over a thousand articles or pieces. Yeah. There's some shit on there that I will 
start reading and like, yeah, I'm not into this and like click out of it. <laughs> They're too strong for me. I'm too too strong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's we get that a lot. I mean it's you know, it is what it is, I guess. But it's like I'm not like telling you you have to take this entire set. I'm not gonna start ranting about it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not my thing, so you know, you guys can create your stuff. I'm not gonna like try to censor someone else. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean that's that's the way we are too. We're just like, well, you know, whatever, you wanna you know, do your thing, we'll do ours. That's how it yeah. is. Yeah. We can still exist in creating our own stuff. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. are you and Will do you guys have more ideas to create other shit? Oh uh, well we've been working with uh, you know, this last estate project. Um So you ended that misery tourism and then you created this other magazine oh i was just gonna say this is the last estate thing is more of a collaborative project than it, more like more of more people involved so then misery tourism but you were coll- yeah. collaborating on that i thought yeah we just, just uh, me and william but this has probably about boy there must be 13 14 people in uh in the so estate. Why, didn't you, why did you create a new thing why don't you just like kind of change how misery tourism ran and maybe mm-hmm. just bring in on these new people and then just do well, what you're doing with the last estate, but not, you know, start publishing still more stories. Well, I think we wanted to keep it separate because one misery tourism is kind of its own thing as far as like the transgressive work and the branding and stuff like that. It has a very specific brand to it. Right. But the, um, but you switched from tabletop games to writing. We did, um, but our brand, our branding never really changed. If you know what I'm saying, like we were always transgressive. We were always that mm-hmm. in that type of circle. Um, with Last Estate, we kind of uh, taken a more approach, like where we draw in everybody's thing. And there's, it's less of a. I mean, I know I, I'm abusing the word transgressive here, but it's less of like a a one thing and more of a. It's more first of all, it's more of a criticism site, so we don't put like fictionalized work on there we put uh, articles up and that's the other main reason why we did it is because uh misery tourism i don't think we could necessarily pivot into doing something like that where we're just now focusing on criticism and like we're saying hey we're not accepting any of your stories or your poems or anything like that anymore would you do you feel like did you feel like a backlash if you had done that yeah I, feel like oh, a lot of, I think a lot of magazines though they post criticism on their side yeah oh yeah we, we definitely we definitely could have posted that in addition but i think like to to do a new thing i think was the better choice because that helped us bring other people on board for it and uh Are you more maybe excited about the new idea and the new like venture yeah yeah we were sort of we we had some some early ideas and that we wanted to just test out outside of the misery tourism thing and just leave sort of that to the side so who are your favorite writers from Misery Tourism that you would want people to check out? Yeah, so um, definitely uh, I made a small list of these. Uh, Jesse Hilson's, I, I just, can I just name pieces there on the site or whatever? Sure, go ahead. So Jesse Hilson, um, his green screen Zawahiri is like the most fucking amazing story that I've seen. It's like, it's islamicism drone warfare all this all this excellent shit um and i'll try to be brief with these Isn't but uh, jesse like a, a comic artist too yeah yeah he does comics yeah it's and, very like 80s-esque 
Yeah, yep. No, that's cool. That but, guy uh, should have been like a comic book artist. Oh, I love his art too. His his comic book art is fucking amazing. And uh he chose the wrong path. No, I, I think he chose the right one because his writing is amazing too. So yeah. I mean it's really like Jesse's stuff, like especially like I said, there's very few in the community that I feel like real like jealousy for when I read some of oh, the really? Jesse is one that I feel like a lot of like like visceral jealousy. I'm not saying I'm good, but I'm saying like I feel really just really jealous. Like fuck, I should. I wish I. Had come. I wish that was my idea. You know, type of shit. Mm-hmm. Jesse, uh, yeah. Um, but uh, the other story on there is Jazz Boothby's Hopewell, um, which is a story about a social worker. Uh, I won't spoil it too much, but it involves a social worker and a mentally disabled person oh, in uh, in uh, in the apple in Appalachia, basically. Oh no, that sounds terrible. It, it it is terrible and it's awesome. It's it's one of the one of the most insane stories we received, honestly. But it was it was really really good. Uh, the other last one, and I don't I hope I don't mispronounce your name. I probably will. Josh uh, Ron- Roman. <laughs> Rhonda Slumpenberger's "The Temptation of the King's Daughter" is a really awesome one too. And this was one that was generated from. I don't know if you saw our generator or prompt generator or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was generated with that. I think the prompt was like war. I forget what the prompt was, but it was basically it's a it's a really like subversive story about it's a subversive fairy tale kind of, and it's really well done. It's really cool. It's one of my favorite ones that I received for us. Yeah, because uh, William and I kind of split the submissions up, and he takes some, I take some. This is one of the, my favorite ones I received. So, what was the editing process like for the stories on Mystery Tourism? Uh, so basically we get the story mm-hmm. and uh well William and I will decide we'll make a call based on you know what we our per our very specific personal idiosyncratic call, you know, hey, do we want this or not? Then we tell the author that we want it. And uh if they agree, we put the story up. That's that's the editing process. <laughs> it's, it's no real magic. Oh. Um Is there ever, basically... any stories that were too fucked up for you guys? Uh, I can say definitively, absolutely not. Um oh. We never, we never rejected one because it's too fucked up. Never, like leaned into it. You're like, this is great. Yeah, no, and this that Hopewell one, like, holy shit, like that one is fucked up. Like, and yeah. I'm saying that as someone who's written a game, um, about an academic bestiarian, you know, someone making a bestiary, traveling from town to town to fuck monster kids. So, I mean, I'm saying that. And well, this, that's nice. Yeah, no. <laughs> But this 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 story is fucked up. Like, and I, it's really, but it's really, um, it's really well done the way it's the way it's done. It's an insightful as well, and it's it's a rare, rare um case where like the subject matter, um, interlinks with like the the regional stuff, like the Appalachia and stuff like that, in a way that's just fucking spectacular. So, was there any thought into like stories that maybe you could tell they were just trying to be shocking? And there wasn't really any quality to it. Uh I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. I mean, we receive a lot of stories, and but usually, like when it, we we get very few that are just like shock jock type shit. We don't. We mm-hmm. actually get not a lot of those. So, so you weren't trying to ever do that, like, oh, we're trying to be shocking just to be shocking. Oh, you mean us personally, or me yeah? Personally? Like, what is your thoughts on that? My thought on that is like, if that. If that's what you want to do, then try it and do it. Everybody, I mean, a lot of people write, you know, like purple prose and stuff like that just to 
write that. So, I mean, a lot of people write fan fiction just to write that. You know, if you want to write something, then write it. I mean, that's literally. Um, but as far as my personal stuff, I can speak for myself, but not really William. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as my personal stuff, like I try to. I don't, I don't want to say authentic, but I try to write things that are on my mind. And if it comes out that way, if it comes out shocking or whatever, I don't, you know, it doesn't really bother me to put it up somewhere because I just, I try to write things that I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not, it it may come out, I'm not intentionally trying to, you know, transgress or, you know, shock people or whatever. I'm just writing what's on my mind. And my mind, I mean, there's a lot of fucked up stuff on my mind. pedophilic monster kids yeah no definitely and actually to to go into that one um a little bit more if you don't mind uh sure man go ahead let's hear it well that (laughs) that one basically like so there's a lot of debate in like the tabletop rpg community about like what's too far you know just like what we're talking about now what's too far and what's too whatever Mm -hmm. too transgressive but uh the reason i wrote that one is kind of because I believe that like play in in its sense in a sense should basically be a safe place to explore things that are really like horrific or uncomfortable. Just mm-hmm. like you play with Legos, you know, you might be playing with a truck, you know, and in Legos, you know, the truck in real life, you can't go play with a truck. I mean it could blow up, it could run you over or whatever. But in you're trying to play with it. You're playing with Legos, you're taking it apart, you know. I mean yeah. You're taking apart what makes it dangerous, even what makes it, you know, even transgressive or you know, hostile even to you. How would you <laughs> make it how do you make a truck transgressive? I, I don't know, monster truck. <laughs> there you go. A pedophilic monster truck. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, I think you can play with anything and uh so I form. To yeah. Okay. To perform, yeah. I mean, because like to play with something is is to some degree to take the teeth out of it, right? You know, you can play with you play and pretend like you're a cop or whatever, and there's all the implications of that, but you're just playing, right? I mean, so like the the act of play, I think, has something is something transformative in a way that makes things kind of it, it gives people the ability to deconstruct those things on their own own terms and in a safe environment, and so like. To have a game about like pedophilia and like, you know, you're raping, you know, monster kids or whatever, like that's really awful shit that, you know, when it happens in real life, I think you, like I said, you can play with anything. Right. And that does give some, I think it does provide insight. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like, you know, oh, well, insight, you know, sympathy for the pedophile or whatever. No, I'm not saying that, but it provides other, like the insight you get from playing with something like that, from just from taking it apart is something I think that's valuable. Not even the insight into like the character stuff, just the insight into like, you know, like the setting and like, you know, how people travel around like sex tourism or like the act of that, you know, the idea of, you know, going to another country and, you know, you know, doing Gary Glitter shit, basically for lack of a better term. Why are the kids monsters? How did they turn into monsters? Well, in the setting, I think it's that uh, monsters aren't, born they're kind of like human children like x-men sort of like that yeah like human children sort of turn into monsters um sort of in kind of in media res or i don't know you know like they, they nuclear turn, waste turns them into a monster 
I don't think it's nuclear waste in the game. I actually I shouldn't know this. It's my own game, but it's Toxic basically Avenger. <laughs> no, it's it's basically like um they develop into monsters. They're not they're not um are they cool monsters or like they are cool. In fact, there's there's some illustrations on the site that are, are on the the itch.io um which uh which shows some of them that I, that I drew myself. But no, I mean they're definitely monsters. Um, I mean the the, the illustrations are kind of disturbing. I'll warn you of that, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a disturbing game. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's horrific shit, right? I mean, but like like I said, I think there's value in play in all senses, you know, and especially play as an adult. You know, play as... Because a lot of people think, well, why would you play with Legos as an adult? You know, why would you be engaging in that? Like, a lot of of tabletop RPG play, I think, is very much serious, serious face, or like trying to imitate genre... Or trying to be like actors or shit like that but i think a lot of it misses the point um and that it should just be kind of fun you know fun play like hey let's throw some shit against the wall and see what happens kind of thing so have you studied like any like famous writing like move- movements or like eras or anything uh writing movements or eras i i really like the data stuff like surrealism one of the inspirations for me is like fluxus um, I've never Fluxus is like, um, boy, it's, it's almost a style. It, it's a style. It's like it, it evolves, I think, from the Dada surrealist shit. But basically, it's like, um, like you make these little instructions for people to kind of act out in their daily life. Uh, the whole idea is like, you know, it's like you're you're not telling a narrative so much as you're making instructions for like a little like event. Basically, they call them event scores, the Fluxus scores, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, I, I know it emerges from uh, from surrealism in some ways, but that kind of inspired. That kind of caught my eye because it's kind of this weird, like halfway point between like games and writing. You know, yeah. it's because it's really it's very much like interactive, but it's also something you can experience yourself just alone. Um, because you can read the score and stuff, and you can, you know, you can do it kind of. And it it also has a trait. Of uh, that, a lot of TTRPGs that I'm interested personally in have, and that's that's pervasive. So you can do these things in your ordinary life um, while you do shit. You know, you could just do. You could be playing a, like a pervasive game is a game that you can play while you're doing other shit. You play it in your daily life. Um, but these fluxes things kind of remind me of that. So that was kind of. Do you ever apply the idea of surrealism or transgressivism to your own gender? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, I'd say, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Um, like, as far as, like, as far as transgression, like, you know, I just, I mean, I, I actually own, <laughs> it's, I'm going to get in trouble here, but oh, I no. own, Don't say any bad words. Oh, I'm not going to say, like, I won't say the N word or anything, but. um Very cool. You've already said I, that once, but did I <laughs> rip? <laughs> Sorry, but uh, right. no, I actually um, so I own a uh, a burqa, uh, the women's uh, it's a women's clothing garment. Um, all right, from Islam, yeah. Um, I have thought, uh, but not done it yet, and I so I guess the thought aspect might be maybe the surrealist. In 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 a days, I'll think about wearing it around town, right? Um, and I'm not I'm not a Muslim, I'm not Islamic, but uh. Why is that? Why would that get you in trouble? Well, because a lot of people think, well, that's appropriation or that's whatever. I'm like I said, I'm not Muslim. I'm not 
Um, I haven't been raised as a woman or anything like that. Um, but the idea, you know, for me is like, and again, I'm kind of treading beyond what I should be saying, maybe. <laughs> but like, and I'm not saying this to be offensive or to be like shock jock or whatever. The idea, like the burqa, like I read a lot of store of um narrative, like cultural narratives and stuff about the burqa and about how it kind of like the effect it has on people, like as far as the invisibility in a culture. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought of sort of like just to wear it to feel that, you know, to feel that invisibility. Um, although obviously here in the States, that wouldn't be the case. It'd actually be kind of the opposite. So I guess you'd actually be transgressing because it's like, oh, that's someone in a fucking burqa. <laughs> I mean, I'm from Malone, New York. We don't have any Muslims here, uh, basically. Um, so, but to wear that, but that's, that's one thing, like for me personally, that idea of, um, these narratives of invisibility and of, uh, th that ties into the gender stuff for mm -hmm. me a lot personally i mean that to me because it's like yeah like you're to do that is to kind of um i don't know i won't i won't, I won't say too much I, I know you wanted to to say something but i mean if you went out and like wore it and like didn't tell anyone i don't think that's yeah. like appropriation i think it's if you like do it and then you post about it online and you start ranting about it yeah I think that's yeah. where the people would have an issue with it yeah, no, that that's the thing. I've I've put it on several times, and like I said, it's it's a it's I definitely feel some type of way. And like I said I'm not Muslim, I'm not whatever, and it's gonna sound like completely insane for me to even say that. Probably to some to a lot of people, it sounds already like pretty bad. Like what I, I just feel said. like that's the most like normal thing you've said on this. <laughs> really? <podcast>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair. Okay, fair. <laughs> yeah. like the safest thing you've said. <laughs> But no, like I mean that that type of thing, and yeah, there is a kind of surreal aspect to that too, I guess. I mean, in that, um, yeah, just to feel that way, to feel kind of like, a, you know, to feel invisible and stuff like that. But you're actually. Do you think there's yeah, any part of it that you're dressing like a a woman or wearing clothing that is associated yeah. with women? Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, if it makes you feel good, why not do it more often? I should. No, I definitely, I definitely should do it. Um, yeah. And I really don't, uh, I you don't, don't like how... talking about it. No, I, I like talking. I mean, it's fine. No, I, I just haven't talked about it a lot. So I'm kind of stumbling for words here, but no, it's definitely, um, yeah, it's definitely something that's on my mind a lot. Uh, the, the gender thing and all this other bullshit, but like, like I said, I don't have, I don't, I try to, I try to focus on other things just because I don't have the energy and mental energy to deal with it in that way. So have you ever thought of seeking people out that are trans and talking to them about their experiences? You know, I have talked to, I, I've, I haven't really talked to people about their experiences because I'm not sure I've talked to people who are trans, obviously, but I haven't talked to people specifically about their experiences with gender because I, I don't mm -hmm. know how, for a lot of people, I don't know how that would come across or how like uncomfortable people, if people feel similar ways, uh, how I feel about it, you know, to, to talk about that kind of shit. So it's uncomfortable for me to, it's not uncomfortable for me to talk about myself, but to ask somebody else to approach somebody else and say, Hey, you know, you want to talk about this or whatever? I don't know. I think they would be excited to talk to you about that yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I might. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I, I should. I know I should, but it's like. Well, I mean, you're going through something that's 
not a lot of people I think talk about and they feel like maybe ashamed about. Yeah, I don't. They have to hide from. Yeah, no, I don't feel personally ashamed of it. I haven't really told my family about it, um, but you know, I don't. You know, I'm I'm not super. I told I did tell my my mom actually a little bit about it. Um, it's just uh, I what told her. Uh, I don't. She 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 was supportive. I remember that, but it wasn't really well, that's good. Yeah, but I never really, I didn't really touch it with my dad. I, t- I told him a little bit, but you know, it's not really, it's not something like I said I wanted to spend the energy on because I don't. I have so much other stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. to deal with. It's like, yeah. Have you talked to Will about it? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've definitely okay. talked to Will and B Boy. Uh, they they know about those issues. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's definitely. And, you know, like I said when I got the when I ordered the burka thing like i mean it was kind of like it was kind of as a uh as a joke and a fuck you at the same time i don't know if that mm-hmm. makes any sense i mean it was basically oh, yeah it does well like i mean i know there's all this you know there's the joke of people like you know i found out i was trans and sometimes in some cases it's not a joke like i found out i was trans when i played a well, because i play female characters in games or whatever and um, for me, you know, that actually, and for a lot of people, that's not a joke, right? I mean, for a lot of people, because especially role-playing games, when you're exploring those kind of narratives, uh, you get at things that might, you know, you might feel some type of way about. But for me, you know, that resonates kind of with me. Um, because it's like, yeah, you know, I could, I could see that. I could see that in myself, you know. Do you... I'm afraid to ask this. Do you think that you're trans? I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't really. Um, you know, I know I definitely have some feelings about questioning my own gender mm-hmm. and uh, my own. Uh, you know how I see myself and that kind of thing. And definitely, I. I don't know if I. You know, be. I just don't really know if I put a label on it. You know, I don't. I don't. Really yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah, I think it's I fine. Mean, you personally, because that's your politics. Huh? I mean, you don't one associate the labels because that's yeah, really politics I'm, yeah definitely i mean i'm not for labels in general i'm not for these umbrella things that like well could because i'm trans i fit under all of this stuff and i've told mm-hmm. uh people about that as well you know i'm not really for umbrella shit because like i don't want to be standing under an umbrella with someone that i don't you know i i don't yeah. feel the same way about all the issues we're not you know monolithic people or i mean we're not homogenistic or hom- homogenous people yeah, you know I mean, we're not, we're not, we're all different. It's just like I don't represent all black people, so I mean, yeah, I know you don't. Like, well, actually, I do. That's wild. <laughs> I, I do actually. I, if if you're listening and you're a black person, I represent. I yeah. represent you and your interests. <laughs> you're the monolith of bl- all black people. Have you Correct. talked to Unity about this any at all? You know, no, I haven't. And uh, Unity, uh, it's in the last estate, and I didn't, I haven't really talked too much about. It, but I mean, I think uh uni knows a little bit about his uh you know they come to misery loves company i read a bunch of stories there that deal with it yeah. so yeah definitely. Uh, you know too because you've been to misery loves company too a bunch of times because so. unity he's uh he transitioned to detransitioned yeah yeah I feel like he would be someone to talk to this about yeah no definitely i should i should reach out to unity but um yeah, no, I just, I mean, like I said, for me, it's not, it's not at the forefront of my mind most of the time. So I don't really, I mean, it is and it isn't, you know, I kind of prioritize it 
uh, differently. You know, I prioritize it. Do you think it leads to any of your depression or any of that stuff? Oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, probably like some uncertain, any uncertainty or any doubt. When you put it on, when you put on the burger, was it, did it feel liberating? Um, I don't, I don't know if liberating is the right way to to put it. I mean, I don't know if, I mean, it it felt, I felt some type of way, you know, I don't, I don't know any other way to to put it. Um, and I know, like I said, it's going to sound really awful to people who might be Islamic or who might be in that faith or whatever. I don't think they will. I don't think, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, but um yeah it felt i felt some type of way about it so that's that's all i really say about it and um you know i you know it's funny i made a a game about a woman uh with a anthropomorphic burka um it's um it was it was for the 200 word rpg contest so it was a 200 word game it was really short and um that writing that game um in some ways it was written as like kind of a fuck you to the contest because it was like supposed to be like, Oh, well this is the type of game that would win a contest like this. Right. Because it's kind of like heartfelt and expressive mm-hmm. or whatever, but it's also kind of like, like, yeah, I, you know, I feel that way sometimes, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's the kind of thing that like, yeah, you want to, yeah, that, that's the type of thing I try to do with my games is like make it simultaneously like playful uh simultaneously a fuck you maybe and also simultaneously something that i feel that's my real that's kind of the ethos of all the work that i do and uh, i think with games and stuff you can especially do that so yeah man. have you ever considered drag at all drag i mean like i creating I a character and then wearing clothing hmm. over the top clothing as the character and then performing in front of people um well if uh if i remember correctly i think there have been sessions of just D that i've done that <laughs> but oh, really? I yeah i mean not That's cool. like, not any serious sense but i mean i mean i don't know drag isn't i mean it's serious but also isn't you know it's but, very playful yeah it's playful so i mean that's i guess in the sense of like the burka thing i have done that you know not as a character, I'd say. But for me, I think it's more, it's not something I'd want to express necessarily like that. It would be more like a personal, like for me type of thing. No, yeah, I know. I understand that. I just know that a lot of people like in drag, they started out performing in drag and then they ended up realizing, they ended up transitioning. Yeah. Yep. Because of the way they made it feel. Made it feel, yeah. Like it, it opened the door up. Yeah, no, definitely. Have you ever, like, during Halloween, ever dressed up as a woman? Uh, you know what? No, not for Halloween. Uh, there was a thing in uh, in school. I was part of some club or something, and they wanted, like, the, there was a dare, basically, to dress up as a girl or something like that. And I did that, so. And it's high school era, so. I just put on my mom's clothes, and, yeah. I don't remember. Did that go over? I don't remember. I don't remember feeling any type of way about it then, but okay. things may have changed since then. <laughs> so misery tourism is about, like, the theme of it is human suffering. Do you feel like yeah. you have to subscribe to that, and that leads to maybe sometimes you don't want to subscribe to suffering? Maybe you want to have a good day? <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
No, you don't have to subscribe to it to read it. I mean, to, to read our stuff. And actually, there no, are but like, do you personally, do you feel ultimate. like you always have to be depressed to make this sort of content? No, absolutely not. Um, okay. In fact, a lot of the times when I make the content, I'm actually not depressed when I, yeah. when I make it for this, the space I'm making this shit. I yeah. know my creative process does involve suffering and does involve, um, especially looking at pictures and stuff, of, or, you know, looking at content that is about suffering. Yeah. Um, and also, I know some of them, um, just because my personal creative process involves personal suffering a lot of times, not just in how, not just in the subject matter that's being created, but also in like, you know, everybody's got the the thing where you put a piece out there, it's not as successful as you want. Um, it happens a lot. And, yeah. you know, it's that every everybody's creative process involves some kind of suffering, right? So there's that aspect of it. But no, I don't think a lot of the times, and William brings this up frequently is, you know, we kind of want to promote the joyful aspects of creativity and of, yeah. you know, I mean, you can it seems create, like you, it seems like you guys have a lot of fun over there. Definitely. Oh yeah, we definitely do. Because you can create content that's really morose um, and all, you know, about really nasty topics and still be joyful about it. You know, we do, yeah. we are joyful, you know, that's instead of thing. internalizing it. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to internalize everything you write and that's, um, yeah, and I think a lot of people look at that as being really bad, like being a, it's like, well, how can you, you know, because everything, especially in, again, I'm going back to the TTRPG community, where a lot of things are based around like social activism. It's like, you're not serious about this content. You're not serious about changing things or doing things for a purpose, then you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be creating it. But I mean, in literature, I mean, there's a longer tradition, a longer history of people, you know, like dot, like I mentioned, Dada and Surreal as well, this other stuff, people just playing with uh, uh, ideas and throwing ideas out there. So I think that's something that, that definitely people are used to. What did you think about the shooting that just happened? The Club Q in uh, Colorado. It was the, the five people killed. They gave, it was the gay nightclub shooting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't really look it up look up much about it. Um usually when that happens, like when something like that happens, you know, it's a like uh, every, week. Yeah, every week. Every <laughs> week. The the twenty four hour news cycle shit does its thing. And sometimes I'll get inspired by shit like that, you know? Oh no. I shouldn't um, have asked. <laughs> but no but I mean honestly, truth be told, like I, I it's so saturated at this point. Like so some of like the news media is so saturated with that shit. I don't even recognize one shooting to the next. It's just like whatever. what do you, have you like, put um, in a story, you know? Yeah, and that, you know, again, that's, that's what you do. That's what I do. Yeah. Because I mean yeah. there have been times I've thought about like, hey, you know, I'm gonna go and slap somebody up, you know, or whatever, or do something. Or maybe yourself. Or myself. And I've done I've done it to myself. Uh-oh. You know, but um what do you yeah, mean by that? I mean, I punch myself in the head, or I'll why? Because I'm angry at myself. You know, I'm, I'm, Dude. you know, I'm frustrated. And with ADHD, with the ADHD, the form, the that combination of depression and you know autism, which is something outside have, and um, you know, ADHD, it's like fuck. Like you know, if I don't do something, if I don't, um, if I'm not doing something, like just anything to get to get away from myself, you know. And that's not like a gender thing. That's just more to stop the the thoughts and stuff stop the thoughts about shit in my head you know i've done it i mean you've seen you may have seen the infamous pictures of my walls and stuff like that i must have shit like that Uh, well no i mean my room is full of holes and shit and where i bang myself again bang my head against the wall punch with my fist i'm getting better yeah (laughs) um well i'm getting better 
at uh you know at containing that anger because mostly because of emdr therapy and this other shit like don't like therapist so i'm better at containing it but that's that anger is still there and so like when i see shit about like mass shootings and people are like well how can how can this happen or how can someone do that um i know how someone could do that you know it's to me it's 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 understandable i understand um the feelings of the people who you know who are victims too Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, when somebody says like, how, I think it's disingenuous kind of the narrative we have built around shootings and not to get political or anything, because I don't care about, I'm not a conservative or a liberal or whatever. I don't know anything about, I don't know anything really about my own feelings or I would place on a spectrum of people in politics or whatever. I feel like you do though. Yeah, You're very free speech. Yeah, I, I am for a free speech and you know, I don't really, but I don't really have any feeling about like gun control or anything like that. That's really strong feelings about that. So, well, but, maybe not like uh, allow people to have AK fucking AR 15s. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, honestly, I, I wouldn't even, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'd say about it, but I understand the feelings are there, but to not just sublimate, but to, to channel those feelings into something that's not going out and shooting people is better for everybody. And I think that the more we, the more rest- this is why I'm free speech uh, is because the more restrictions we place on art and the more restrictions we place on those kind of avenues, the less people are going to feel inclined to do shit. That's, you know, maybe not positive, but not negative, like going out and shooting people. I mean, that's, that's not to assign undue power to the arts and all this other stuff. I'm not saying it can stop shootings or that we don't need gun control or whatever. I'm not going to say that, but it's like, if people feel that, it's kind of like a you're in a bad you're in a bad spot everywhere you turn, right? Because if you feel that way, it's like, oh well, you're shit for feeling that way. And if you feel that way, it's like, oh well, let me go to the the community and you know the let's say I go on Reddit to the community and talk to them. They'll, they'll tell you you're shit. And let's say you go to your therapist. There's mandatory reporting. They'll they'll report you to the police. You go to your you know your family or something like that. They're like, are you crazy? You know. And then you go finally to like in your art. Yeah, space. well, it's like so if you're talking about. I want to go shoot up a gay. Well, not, not trans people. They're not going to like be supportive about that. Oh no. I mean, not necessarily to that point. Like, Hey, I'm, I've got a gun. I'm going to shoot people. But if you talk about those feelings, like, you know, Hey, like, you know, I have violent thoughts and I want to do something, you know, that to catch it early, you know, when people are just mm-hmm. in the stage of like, Hey, I'm violent and I want to do something. I don't know what it is. I don't have no plans. I have no gun, but I want to do something, but it's like, and then like, so finally you go to like your art or whatever and to be to see all this shit like you know like the safer lit shit and all the drama all the stuff surrounding you know creativity it's like you have to you go there for refuge and then on top of all the other people who've told you your shit you're gonna get rejected there too it's like that well, i feel like a lot of those communities though hmm. they they've created those spaces because they live in a in a world where they're fucking rejected too and they no, create, they're creating their own space yeah. that they want to feel safe in. And so absolutely. they create these boundaries to keep the other shit out that they don't want to take in. Yep. And you're you're absolutely right. And I just think that there should be a there should be a for lack of a better word, a safe space for the kind of transgressive stuff. And then we I think yeah, that's, what you, that's created what you that created, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what I was trying to say is I don't I think that is something that you know, as bad as it seems, it's like, well, you're you're condoning what they're doing. It's like, no, I mean, we're not condoning that. You know, but yeah, I don't think anyone's saying that. 
Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, well, I mean, some of the the okay donkey people might say, well, we're a racist Nazi publication because we publish stories with the N word in it or whatever. So some people are kind of saying that, but it's like, I, I think that what I'm saying is, I think space are they is the like, only magazine that has said that. Uh, I think there have been others. I mean, it just like every every summer, there's like this cancellation drama shit that comes along, or you know, mm-hmm. and people just spew shit that shit they've heard or whatever. Um, and uh, actually, one time, uh, on the, well, I mean, when I, I first when I first came, started coming, I totally thought you guys were like that. Really? <laughs> yeah, I thought like Will was like because he would always post about Kyle Rittenhouse, and that would give him anxiety, and I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if he was like pro Kyle Rittenhouse or like anti Kyle oh. Rittenhouse, but his oh. tweets are so vague. I was just like, I, I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, no, we're not. I mean, no, I mean, but you know, it's just like, I don't know. It, he seems I, more liberal than me though. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to speak for William, um, but for me, like a lot of the stuff, I just don't, I don't follow the political stuff. It really, it's kind of depressing. I follow it when I want to, when I want to be inspired or whatever by it, but to follow Will it ever, day, Has Will ever talk to you about shooting up a gay nightclub? No, nope. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, I'm no. Right about it. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> definitely good. <laughs> I mean that that would be another school. Well, I guess it wouldn't be a school shooting, maybe a, a spree shooting game we could write, like our tenth one or whatever. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do that right now. <laughs> you could take yeah. the opposite way and have the uh. trans people attacking the shooter. I feel yeah. like this is the first time that like people have attacked the shooter Did directly. They fight. They fought him back, or they fought. Yeah, back? dude. They took him down and kicked his ass. Really? Wow. And yeah, took his uh, pistol that was like in his pants and like. Just bashed he his head in. Fuck yeah! Yeah, it was yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, no, that's pretty. That's pretty wild. Yeah, but I mean, like some one of the people that died was from Oklahoma. Oh, it was okay. like this trans, uh, trans guy, and the parents were supportive of this guy transitioning. He had finally found a place in his life where he, like he felt accepted, and he was like working yeah. at this nightclub and moved. Yeah. Had moved to Colorado just very oh. recently, and just like got fucking killed. Yeah, we can write about it. Yeah, definitely. So, should we wrap this up? You think you're gonna get shit for this? You think I'm gonna get shit? I don't. I mean, are you? I don't think so. No, I, don't. I might probably. I might get some shit for it. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever. I just say what I'm saying. You know, I don't really. Yeah. You think Josh Sherman's gonna write about it? I hope so. I'd be honored really? if if he did. <laughs> <laughs> do the people that go to do they listen to the podcast? You do a lot of podcasts. Uh, which uh, I listen to one called The Filth. It was like you and Will, oh, and like, Alexandrian. Yeah, you all just talked about politics the entire time. Yeah, yeah. You're yep. like, we're not going to talk about politics, and then you yeah. just talked about it the entire yeah. time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I try not to. I try not to come down on any particular side, like Democrat, Republican, whatever it is, or. I don't know, uh, but I, like I said, I have some opinions, but I don't think they're You're really independent. I, I guess, yeah. I usually just don't vote. That's my thing. <laughs> have you thought about uh, buying or purchasing any more clothing, like women clothing? Oh, uh, not at this time. No, not really. I mostly wear sweatpants, uh, unisex clothes. Well, not the burka thing. 
Oh, the burka. Yeah, I mean, like, yo, like that, like the burka, like is kind of like the confluence of clothes that I would want to wear anyway. Like, if it were, if I could go out, if there, if tomorrow it was like, okay, it's acceptable for everyone to wear this, I would wear it all the time. Honestly, really, dude, that's yeah. awesome. You should no, one hundred percent. I would definitely wear it all the time. Not like I said, I'm not trying to be crass or trying to uh to joke about. It. You know, I mean, I, I would actually wear something like that because it's like you can't. You should do it then. Why don't you? I should. Yeah, you're right. I mean, basically because I'm a coward and I don't want to anyway say anything. Well, it's like I, you, with your writing or with your games, you do whatever you want. But with yeah. this, it seems like you're very, you're worried about what other people are thinking. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I guess like, part of it's just, it's like my hometown and stuff like that. And people would probably, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You're, you're basically right, though. I mean, I should just, and everybody has said that. What's like, the worst that would happen, I guess, being shot in a club, maybe, but. Actually, when I when I got the package delivered, it, it has you know I think it comes from a place. It came from a place in Afghanistan or uh, somewhere. Um, it's not like the U.S. and uh, or it may have come from a. It had I know there was Arabic on the, you know the packaging. And have my you mom, read like any books about gender? Or look into it. Not specifically about gender. No. Um, I've read some stuff about it. Some stuff on the interwebs. About oh. it. No, I haven't read any like works. Like, I haven't read any like, um, oh, I don't know, like, you know, feminist lit or anything like that. Or, have you written any stories from the perspective of a woman? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I mentioned that game of Fatima's Busy Day, uh, the one about oh, yeah. that one is definitely from the perspective of from her perspective, I guess, and also, I guess, her anthropomorphic magic burka's perspective, too. Um, you know, there's some other games and stuff I've written sort of from that perspective too. Uh, I've definitely had female characters in RPGs and stuff like that. Yeah. And do you enjoy that more or does that is it indifferent the feeling? It tends to be my go to, so I think I probably enjoy it more. Than do you think like you would a- ever identify as a woman? It's possible, maybe. I... But you know, I don't I don't know. I, I identity is um for me, it's like I don't really, you know, I there's a uh, Katie Naylor's magazine, Void Space. Mm-hmm. Um, they put up interactive games there, right? Um, and my profile for that, you know, when she was going through asking me like pronouns and stuff like that, yeah. I actually made a thing. I made a, um, it's a generator and it generates my pronouns. Oh, yeah. They had some weird words on there, man. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It'd be like the N word. I'm like, what is this? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, but no so like that that's the way i feel about my gender i don't really know any other way to encompass it but that like you kind of attack it the idea yeah no that's a very good way to put it definitely do you think you like it brings out anger yeah no no certainly where do you think that anger stems from i think it stems from uh maybe society's perception of gender roles and stuff like that your, your perception of what society's perception is yes that that's a good way to put it I know that seems kind of like reductive and whatever, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's a lot. I just of notice every time, like I bring up the gender thing, mm-hmm. you do like go into what society's expectations are and what you perceive of society of perceiving you. Mm-hmm. You're, very, con- you're very conscious of that. Definitely. Yeah. I think a lot of people who deal with issues of like gender questioning and stuff yeah, like that. Every, yeah. Everyone. 
everyone everyone is i mean everybody in the society we live in a society yeah, <laughs> we totally do but yeah. it's just interesting because you created a website where like the very you're you're indulging in the very of not of doing what you want and not caring what society or what nope. your perception of what society thinks exactly and you know that's one thing about and like this topic internet. sorry this yeah. topic is like it's very sensitive i think right now yeah no definitely i mean but that's one good thing about the internet is like you can have any identity that you want so and i, I just want to thank you for being for you know opening up and being vulnerable oh yeah yeah no i mean no problem i mean i, I like talking about this stuff and um i feel like it's it's definitely something like that it's it's not difficult to talk about it, but it's difficult to communicate it in the way that I want to communicate it. And, you know, it's, it's good that you ask the questions that you ask in the tough questions. Right. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what makes an interesting interview, I guess, you know, is just asking the, but I mean, the one thing about internet anonymity, and I'll say this uh, definitively is like, you don't have to have any identity on the internet. You can have whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. So that's kind of my stance of like against like, identity politics and identitarian type of stuff it's is that like, why you don't share your picture like on your profile picture yeah it is yeah i mean a, a lot of ways yeah because it's like you can be whatever the fuck you want like why do you i don't want to be you don't want to be identified as black oh uh, no, not so much that no it's not even that if somebody asks me i say yeah i'm black you know but if it's it's really more of the point it's like it's not the point of my work and it's not the point of uh, you know it, it influences my work but and i mm -hmm. say that much in the work but, you know, I'd rather somebody just read the poem and understand it in that context and me forefront. Hey, so you said I'm a black, queer, you know, uh, Malonite. Um, Malone? Bartle or is this? Yeah, I'm from Malone. <laughs> yeah. Are Malone Malonites? A Malone. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like I, I'd rather say I, I don't want I don't want the first interaction people have with me to be like my race or fucking whatever. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's because on the internet you can be whatever the fuck you want. And I think a lot of people grew up with that in that type of aspect. You know, definitely me and William and, and B-Boy in our generation, that's how we grew up. So like all this other stuff is kind of new to us. Like this idea of like, you know, the kind of backlash against anonymity. And I understand why it is there because you know, trolling and all that other bullshit. But it's as I see it as like I mean it may not be a backlash, but that's the way I see it. It's kind of like a backlash against like, hey, you can't you know, why you want to be anonymous? Why don't you love yourself or whatever? It's like, well, you know what? I don't love myself, but I'm not like against people being themselves or against like mm -hmm. being myself or whatever. It's just that I don't want to forefront that, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because I don't think that's the most interesting thing about me. And I don't want it to be something that people clomp onto as being, you know, whatever. Yeah, no, I understand that. I think a lot. I think a lot of black writers are very cognizant of that. Yeah. No. I mean, they don't want to be labeled just as being black. Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, of the writers that I read, like you know Samuel Delaney, you know definitely he was into like, yeah, he was gay and he's he's well, I guess is he's still alive. I mean, he's gay and he's black, uh, but that's not what you would pick up from some of the work like like Dahlgren. I mean, would you pick that up necessarily reading that? Or I mean maybe something like Hog or something which I've read and it's good. But I mean I don't know that necessarily that's what he forefronts in his mm -hmm. in some of the science fiction work. I mean definitely not like see, a lot of people, I mean they, it's not it's not anything new that I'm saying really. It's just Yeah. You know. 
Well, because there's a definitely a lot of white people that will look or buy that just to consume that genre, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. That's another thing kind of that I'm kind of afraid of being tokenized. And I know everybody probably is, you know, even whites or whatever, afraid of like being, um, you know, being what do you call it uh like assigned a part or assigned a bit part what do they call it in movies where they you know um token yeah yeah totally yeah basically but yeah i mean that's that's for me is a huge thing like it's a stigma for i for me i think i don't i don't want to be like the black dude you know or whatever mm-hmm. the black writer you know you know what i'm saying like it's not really something that i want to chase and that i think is what a big part of it has to do with like my feelings about self-promotion and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it ties, it ties into that sort of, it's, and a lot of this is just personal shit, you know, it's not saying it's the right way or it's the only way, but it's, it's the way I personally feel. Have you largely existed in communities that are predominantly white? Uh, well, Trenton, where I'm from, uh, is not, that's predominantly black. Um, Malone for most of my life, I live in Malone, which is predominantly white. Yeah. Do you think that affects your politics? Probably, yeah. Just like where you live, anybody where they live affects their shit, yeah. What about also on the internet? On the internet, I mean, the internet's predominantly like everything, so... Well, I know, but like the communities that you choose to participate in. The community that, you know, a lot of the communities I've been in have been gamer stuff, so I'm actually, I'm really not sure what... I don't, I'm not sure I would call like the early communities that i was in on the internet which included like pkhq like a place for player killers to go to talk about killing people in video games i don't know if i wait what there's a community of people that go and just talk wait what is it uh it it was it was called pkhq.com it's gone it's long gone now (laughs) it's about people that kill in video games yeah so like you know they associate themselves with other people who also do that yep it, and that this is one of the first communities that i was involved with when i came on how do you like how do you find this shit honestly i just typed in player killing in video games and back in the day it was everquest and it was ultima online it was all that shit and they it pulled up this message board called player killers uh pkhq That's and hilarious. i found this dude it, it's a it was a fucking wild community just absolutely just in every form of insanity you could imagine from old school message boards there's a v bulletin board um and they actually got on CNN once because um, some people had had basically this kid. They told they basically egged him on while he was killing himself. It was really horrific shit, like really wild. Like um, and I remember seeing the the thread after before they clean it up where the Myers got in, and like basically they're telling this guy like, hey, like you should, you should like basically they said you know don't want to use the harsh language. They said do it, faggot. You know that's literally what they told him, and he wound up using uh like some some something he didn't he didn't die but you know he wound up trying to do it and it was like yo i feel like that's different like killing in video games versus telling someone to kill themselves in real life it's very different but you see on a lot of these boards like you would see the anti-social tendencies of people come up and that's the kind of hate shit hmm. i don't know that leads you to shooting people in a fucking club i think so definitely i mean that's yeah and there were a lot of elements there that were not very friendly i mean but i think like as a bonding experience like the people that i the 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 individuals i personally bond with i still know some of them from from that site i mean do they still urge people to kill themselves 
No, I mean, no, oh. I mean, no, I don't, I didn't really know, it, but uh, they like the guys that I knew from there, like it was, it was like a big site, it was a huge fucking site. There were thousands of members in its day, I think it was um, probably like you know, upwards of 20 or 30,000 people, Jesus. and uh, yeah, and it was all formed around this idea of like, hey, we kill players in video games and take their shit, and you know, that's what I mean about identities, just to bring it back to that. It's like you can form an identity around anything, it doesn't have to be like your gender or your race. Or whatever it can be just hey like you know i like dark souls or i like you know i mean i, mean, I, even... I wouldn't like mm. play gta mm-hmm. and just like kill run over people like everyone does that and then like go online yeah. and be like let me find other people that do this very niche sub niche thing yeah and then associate myself around it you wouldn't think you would but it's... Uh, yeah i don't yeah That's... but it's weird and this was early internet era where like people did that and, and for some reason like the community i see people from that community and stuff today and it's almost like a fraternity like or a sorority from in the college sense you know people help get jobs for each other they help fucking they help this this because i'm part of a part of that community that segmented off and they still talk to each other right on discord and stuff but it's like that community like is it's stronger than a lot of bonds you would see in like like I said, sororities or fraternities. Mm-hmm. And it's very strange. Like you pointed out, it's strange that it would form around something as niche as that. But it does. I mean, that's because a lot of people, you know, frankly, are just like, are, have been a lot, especially a lot from my generation, are disenfranchised in ways socially that um that make that weirdness happen a lot. Have so. you ever attempted suicide? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, with pills. and I, I didn't succeed, obviously. I'm still here, but what happened? Um, I think in college, uh, first college I was at, I took some pills. Basically, what did you I didn't even, it was fucking nothing. It was like Tylenol threes or something like that, and fucking I took a lot, but um, huh? That shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it was just, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't serious about it, and I, I don't know. You know, you know how well, I you, mean, said you weren't serious about it, but you were trying to off I yourself. I do it. You know, at the same time, it's like you're serious, but you're not serious. But you know, I'm still still here. So I, mean, I didn't, I, I didn't, didn't work. But you know, yeah, I, I understand those feelings. I understand like the, you know. So like I said, when I saw that on that site, you know, it's like, yeah, you understand, you know, the mentality there of like, hey, you know, I want to want to end it. Even as a kid, I was like probably 16 or 17 when I saw that. When I saw them after that guy so it was what what happened after you <clears throat> you dropped out and you went back did you go uh, back and live with your parents yeah yeah i lived with my parents for you know and did you like what job did you get so you i was a, i was a substitute teacher for a while i've had all kinds of shitty jobs um but did you ever because you this was in new york right mm-hmm. so did you ever hear about the they're called like rubber rooms rubber. like teachers they would get like in trouble uh-huh. But like it wasn't like clear enough to like fire the teacher, so they would put oh. these teachers in like yep. their own like little prison, I guess. And yeah. then some of their cases would just be prolonged, so these teachers would still be getting paid, but they weren't teaching and they were stuck in this little Dude, room man. with other teachers. Yeah, that shit. That's wild. Like it just shows how dysfunctional the education system is. I feel like oh. it's pretty awesome though, because you're just it like getting awesome, paid. Yeah. And you're not doing shit. <laughs> you're not doing anything. Like you're just in there. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, yeah. I, I was teaching uh, 
Well, I, I was just sub substitute teaching, so not teaching, but just stopping the little kids from fucking killing each other or killing themselves or whatever, killing you know, doing doing shit, you know. But um, yeah, I had that job for a while. I worked for my aunt in California. Uh, what did she like do? What did you she do? She has then? a four one three C um out there, and she uh, what is that? Uh, it's like a nonprofit basically, and she helped uh, inner city kids with shit. And, oh, that's um, cool. So you like we're an activist for a little bit. Not really, no, because I, I work. See, it's a garden program, mm. so I work mostly like helping my uh, my aunt and uncle like do shit in like the the fields and the tractor and whatever else. So you're like farming, farming. Yeah, it was a farming based thing. You so. help support an activist. Sure. Yeah. I mean, sure. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that, that's I'm my. Gonna, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get you woke. Woke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. That. That. But also, I've had jobs like. Um, I worked for uh, the golf course for a while. I was doing like weed whacking and stuff. That was a good job. It was just outside and shit. Could you moved from New York to, you say California with your aunt? Yeah, I was out there probably. I wasn't, I didn't move there because I was still, my parents and stuff were still here in Malone. Yeah. Uh, but I was out, I stayed there for, for months. Yeah. But the decision to move away, was that the, was, did your parents decide that? Or did no. it was like a consensus? No, it's kind of a consensus thing, and it wasn't. It wasn't directly after college either. Like directly after college, I was just with my parents. You know, for how long? Uh for like five years. I mean, or more. I mean, I, I've mostly lived with my parents. Well, I mean, like, what was it like right when you? Right, right back? after college, so it was really uncomfortable. It was bad. So I was really just like angry and stuff about a lot of the shit, and I was like, I just didn't want to do the shit they wanted to. You know, and they just want the best. You know, like it's all parents. Yeah. But you know, I didn't. I was just not wanting to do the thing that they wanted me to do or whatever. That what was, was it they wanted you to do? Like, I basically just go back to college and they made a bunch of attempts to say like, well, you can take some credit hours here and go here. But, you know, I just didn't want to do it. I just didn't want to. And I think, you know, college just wasn't the place I needed to be at that point. Mm -hmm. um, I would have rather at that point, if I could have been out, you know, helping my aunt or something like that in California, I think it, that would probably have been a better thing. But, or college for me just wasn't. Do you think you'll go back and help your aunt? No. Oh, I'll help my aunt. Oh, well, she's actually on the East Coast now, but uh, I may, I may, yeah, yeah, it's possible. But I'll never go back to college. So I'm pretty sure. I knock on wood. Inshallah, I'll never go back. Wow, why do you hate college so much? I just, it's not for me. It's not something I want to do. It's I don't, never. I don't, never. And I, I don't want to support the system that that basically grinds kids down. I, I feel, you know, anyway. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to do any more of that. I'm done with that shit. Do you think there's any program out there that you would enjoy? What if there's like one or two credit hours, like, yeah, semester? that that's something like if, if there were like a, like maybe an art class or like a class where I could get some knowledge or something like that, like a certificate or where I could mm -hmm. get something you I could use to make money or I could use in my, you know, creative stuff. Yeah. I would go for that. Like you said, like what, what some credit hours or like one or two, yeah, credit, whatever, yeah. What, but what was mm -hmm. what was Will doing at this time? He was he in college too, and, and when I you dropped him, out, right? Yeah. Was there any resentment towards him? Oh, may, maybe a little bit. I mean, not not really, not a whole lot. No, <laughs> I mean, no, oh. I just no, I, I'm not trying to sound salacious or anything, but yeah, I mean, Will Will was having the same type of issues, honestly. So. Why didn't you guys go to the same college? Um, 
you know, it's, I mean, it's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I mean, my parents, we, we, they found this one they wanted me to go to and, uh, that was the one. So, I mean, I didn't really, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I just, so you didn't choose it yourself. I, I kind of chill. I kind of halfway agreed to it and I like tepidly, but it was like, yeah, like I didn't really want to go. I didn't really want to be there at all. Um, yeah. Were you writing at this time? creating games uh i was creating like content for D D and stuff like that but not nothing like like what i do now i wasn't really writing anything or i think the first poem i wrote was in high school maybe oh do you think in the, in the college of the gender issues that exacerbate no i don't loneliness? i don't think so because at that time i wasn't really experiencing a lot like that in a heavy way Maybe a little bit, but not in any in any sense it was, you know. So have you experienced it in a heavy way? Yeah, I mean definitely. Um yeah. like when? I'd say about two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine, it was kinda really it felt really just I was just really angry and really upset about shit. What was and, happening? Uh, well, I wasn't I wasn't doing anything, I wasn't really working or like doing shit really. This was before I got on disability, so I felt really like a piece of shit because I was just because you're unemployed, unemployed, and like living. With why? Why do you think people? Because I'm unemployed. I live with my parents. Why do yeah. you think it? Why do we feel like shit because we don't have a job? I don't know. I wish I knew the answer to that, but I felt I, I've been yeah. exactly where where you're at, and that's what I mean. So, and I didn't have no disability or anything coming in, so it was like, yeah, like it just feels like I'm just taking and not really doing anything but then you get a job and you're like you're just shitty job and then you feel like shitty shit job. Anyways. exactly no and that's exactly it it's just a vicious cycle for mm-hmm. people unemployed or underemployed it really fucking sucks yeah uh, you know i talked to william about this and you know we feel basically the same way on you know as you do on fucking mm-hmm. all this shit. it's like you know like yeah, mm-hmm. but, you know i yeah but uh yeah as far as like the college thing like why we didn't go to the same college i don't know it's just i don't know so what, what? When did he drop out from his? Oh, uh, he, he was in grad school. Um, oh, he graduated. Uh, oh, he graduated. Yeah, from. Uh, Were from... you pissed off that he graduated? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, no. no, I just no. I mean, it's just... did you want him to drop out when you dropped out? Not really. No, I mean, I just people just doing their their own thing. It's just We're probably a I good know. thing that you were happy for him. Yeah, it's good that you know. Yeah. I mean, college, I know, I know he's expressed a lot of the same feelings as I have about college. Um, you think he looks uh, down on you because you dropped out and he graduated? No. Okay. No, certainly not. <laughs> but no, like... Uh, he doesn't hold that over your head? No. Okay. <laughs> no. But uh, no, it's just like, I mean, a lot of... Like, we've talked about, me and William talk a lot about, like, the education system and how it grinds down kids and shit and like not not just the college shit but like the lower you know k-12 shit you know like fucking because we we actually talked about this at thanksgiving dinner you know how you know certain kids just aren't meant to be in that environment and you know it's it's discouraging when you see teachers and stuff and when you see all this shit in the media and um you know stuff that's like so pro like education and so pro teacher and all this other shit when like a lot of teachers that i had that i personally remember 
were just basically like or criminals. Like I mean, I really I remember mm-hmm. them like in that light. It's just people who were just not shouldn't have been around children, you know, let alone fucking teaching the class, teaching a kid. You know, especially just, in New York, I bet. In New York is it's upstate New York is bad because we don't, you know, our we have a a pretty you know it's a rated highway, but you know it's not a lot. I don't know. It's just, but I think it's bad everywhere, right? Because I think the mentality of someone who would become a teacher is like I want to either I want to change things, I want to shake things up or whatever, which is usually bad because then you you know you're doing activism shit in the classroom basically or the mentality is i just want a job and i don't really give a fuck you know so that then both of those are are bad for the kids because it's like you're either using them as your you know as a measurement of yourself or something you know if you're in the activist sense or you're using them you're just abusing them because you don't care you don't want to be there so i mean I think a lot of K through 12 education is, and of course it's really focused on like standardized testing and shit. That's both stupid and flawed. So you don't like it, standardized tests. No, I don't. Why not? <laughs> Cause they racist. No, no, <laughs> but probably, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's some truth to that, but I mean, I just don't like the idea of, uh, of funneling kids, you know, like a lot of the AP programs and stuff like that. They just funnel the gifted kids into one room and then everybody else is in the cold pretty much. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that, that kind of shit is just evil shit. So, yeah. When you came back after you dropped out Mm -hmm. and then you worked, you said five years. Yeah. Did you ever move out? No, no. I lived with my parents the whole time. Okay. Yep. Except the times I was in uh, Arizona, you know, which was about a year or so. Yeah. Was that hard? It was, yeah. Why? Uh, it was mostly hard to be away from my family and support systems. Like I said, oh, I that's don't... nice. So you like saw them as a support system then? Definitely, absolutely, yeah. Was there a point that you maybe were angry at them, but then you came around and you appreciated definitely them? Yeah, but definitely. you, it was still hard to live with them. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. There was there were some parts, but you know, around. It's probably like around the time I was, I got my disability and it could have been that that relieved a little bit of the stress, but a lot of it was just me just, you know, growing up and, you know, saying, you know, these are my parents, you know, obviously you want to support your parents. They supported me. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah, just, I see that in my parents too. They help me out, but yeah. I'm also growing as an adult and becoming more patient with them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I still miss them, you know, I still miss my parents, but. Well, yeah. Dude, that's gonna be hard. Yeah, it was it was difficult, but yeah. Do you throw parties at your house now? <laughs> Not really. No, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I I guess I could. I mean Yeah, you and Will and Brandon could throw big parties. Yep. We I mean we could I could literally have it be the you know, the last estate or you know There you go. State, at least. <laughs> I just criticized. We, we might have talked about this. We talked about it a little bit, but yeah. Um yeah. Or do readings at your house? You know, we've talked about a meetup, a Misery Loves Company meetup. At your house? Yep, yep, in Malone. And, you know, I could get the house cleaned up, but, you know, after I do, you know. So do you have to, like, pay for it every month? How does that work? Uh, I don't really want to discuss it too much, uh, but. Okay, my bad. um, Oh, no, it's no problem, but. This is the one thing you don't want to. Yeah, I don't really want to get into it because it's still up in the air, sort of, you know. Okay. And it's boring. Is it legal or something? 
No, it's not. It's not illegal. I'm not doing anything illegal. No, I mean, <laughs> but, is it like legal shit though? Oh, it's like, le- yeah, legalese type of shit. Yeah, it's okay. it's really it's annoying. It's obnoxious shit, and I had to go through a bunch of lawyers and a bunch of like. Oh my god. It was a. Unfortunately, my disability. I have a legal aid, so I can use them to help. Uh, so I got a lawyer basically for free to help me through the process. But Jesus Christ, it's it's obnoxious. All the shit to it has to be juggled and all the other bullshit. So. Yep, with the mortgage company and everything else. So yeah, it's it's looking up right now. So, are you afraid of losing it? I uh, yeah, I feel like that'd be a big fucking fear. Yeah, definitely. And um, that's why, like you said, I don't really want to discuss anything too much. Okay. Um, yeah, it's still kind of up in the air. I don't want to. Yeah, I won't go into that. I guess. But it's my parents' house, and like, yeah, you know, I want to. I want to. How long have they had it? Uh, since two thousand. That's pretty long so, time. Twenty-three years, yeah. Yep. What did they yeah. do? So your your mom taught and your dad yep. worked on computers. Well, he he was an architect engineer by profession. He oh was, shit, dude. Yeah. Did he, when he went to college, did he have to be there for like seventeen years? He must have been there for fucking at least eight. Yeah. I guess he went, you know, he did his undergrad at uh like Shaw University or something. And they pulled him into Nam, the Vietnam. So he oh, went over wow. to the military and uh then he came back and finished undergrad and um yeah then he went to architecture school of architecture i think he went at um princeton i think did you get whoa damn dude yeah did yeah, you ever, yeah did you think about going into architecture never no <laughs> no i don't have that kind of precision i don't have that kind of no i just never i i would build a building it would fall down basically did he design the house that you live in no no he he did he's designed uh various houses um including one for our friends up here uh he re- did a redesign of the house up here he was really proud of it um and yeah it was yeah he's done he's done a lot of like um like strip malls and like uh you know corporate buildings i guess you know that's pretty cool he's like a black architecture Architect. he, was, uh, he was one of the first uh in this in the school of architecture he said really um, yeah, he was one of the first there because he this like this fucking seventies or whatever. So they were like almost none, and he was one of the first through it. Yeah. Do you um, try to carry on a spirit in your work? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, in fact, he's mentioned in one of my one of my uh, poems, Doki Dokapon Kingdom. Uh, it's called. I mentioned, and there's a picture of him in there. And, yeah. Well, that's nice. Yep. Yep. Is your aunt related? Is that the brother of? Is he your? Is he the brother to the aunt? Oh, the aunt is on my mom's side. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Has she played any of your games? I hope not. <laughs> How does she feel about that? Because she, she's like they, she they've like, never they've never said anything to me except oh hey congratulations to it. So I assume they haven't read them because if they had they probably would be saying shit to me. <laughs> really. Probably. <laughs> is she more liberal? Um, I, I guess she, yeah, I guess she'd be more liberal, but I think she would probably be uh, upset or offended by some of the content. Of, I don't think they've read any of the content. Some there's actually there's one uncle, I think, an aunt combo that has read some of the shit and they liked it. But I, That's I wouldn't cool. really, I wouldn't really want to show it to most of my family. My brother has read it too. He said it was cool, but you know, my brother is, oh, is cool awesome. with, with a lot of that stuff. So. But a lot of my family, I wouldn't really want to show it to. No. Has she helped you with the uh, stuff that I'm not supposed to talk about? 
Yes. Yep. Yep. Quite quite a bit. So I mean, I'm I'm trying to navigate it, and they know a lot more. So it's just okay. Yep. Have you considered living with him? My brother. Or... Yeah. Does he have his? Does he have like a family? Uh, I have a niece. So yeah, he's got. Oh, a, wow. But she's like an adult. So I mean, really, damn, he must be a lot older than you. He is. Yeah. Is he in his sixties? No, I know he's oh. like fifty something. Yeah. Uh, but no, like um. Oh yeah, it was just your birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thirty eight years a... old. You're thirty yeah. now. Wow. Thirty eight. Okay. Thirty eight. Did you have a big birthday? No, no, I didn't really. You do didn't anything. throw a big party? No, I don't really like the like parties. <laughs> no, I just I didn't. There's nothing really to celebrate as far as I'm concerned. Just another year. Oh, yeah. Will didn't like give you a present. Uh, well, he still owes me one League of Legends game. So, why does he owe you a League of Legends game? Because that's a game he despises and won't play under any circumstances unless this it's my birthday. Very strong opinions about. He does. There are there are feels about League of Legends. Here. <laughs> there are, there are serious feelings about like strong, powerful feelings, real powerful feels, like Firefly. Yes, <laughs> yes, like Firefly. Do you have very strong opinions about video games and games like uh, that? Possibly. Uh, I don't really have a lot of strong. Not really. They're mostly just stupid opinions. Like I don't know. Well, what, what's why does League of Legends piss him off? Uh well, I think one thing is uh, he's left-handed, so the controls are not super friendly to left lefties. Is that I'll, it? I feel like a lot of games would be like that. <laughs> That's true, but uh, I think it's the competitive aspect and like the fact that you always get team members that are like, um, you know, for lack of a better word, uh, dumb as shit, and they always like the social aspect is really obnoxious. Honestly, it's like Overwatch. Playing. It's like Overwatch. Yeah, you, you play, play that? Or... No, I just. I play. I I tried it very early on, and I hated it because there was no single player. Oh yeah, see that's what I love about it. I hate single player games. Oh god, why? Because I just I don't like being uh, with myself. Basically, I don't like being. You know, I, I the main thing I don't like about single player games is I don't like um like reading dialogue. I don't like the narrative aspects of it. Um, at least traditional yeah. single player games, like where's the story, like The Last of Us, shit like that. You know, I just can't. I just, oh boy, I can't. Yeah, sometimes I just like press A repeatedly and just click yep. through everything. Yep, exactly. To me, a single player game like The Last of Us or like you know Horizon or whatever, that feels like a, a DVD that I have to keep advancing manually. You know, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, I, just I like the story. Shit. I like the story aspect of the games, and just like with Overwatch. It was weird because obviously these characters, they it's like the stories are told through their costumes. Yeah. And like I want I want to know where these what the context to their backgrounds are. And there's just like yeah. none or they would like put it online. I'm like, well, how does this matter to the video? How does this matter to why I'm fighting other people? And it's yeah. like it never really did. Yeah, no, that that's true. I mean, the, the good thing, the thing I like about League of Legends, and this is something that I talk about a lot when I talk about league is like the characters are expressed in such a way, like through their voice work, mm -hmm. you know, a lot about the character's personality and about their, you know, how they feel about certain, like even political issues and stuff. And like also their play style through their voice work, which is really, really impressive to me. Overwatch was a lot like Mario Kart or something. 
Like, why are these people racing? Why are they? Re- That's true. Yeah. How do they get in this circumstance that they're racing each other in little carts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overwatch. Overwatch. I, I still play Overwatch too sometimes. So you play? Is that why you create like multiplayer games then? Yeah, because I like that's the, the game I like to play. I like to play multiplayer games, so I don't like to play single player ones. So I don't create many. <laughs> oh, maybe that's I'm like the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah. I don't like playing with other people. I guess. Yeah, a lot of Hank. Yeah, I like. I guess I like being alone. Yeah, in some sense. Yeah, yeah. You play Fortnite? I have, but I'm honestly I'm no good at that because I'm like too old for it. Basically, what do you mean you're too old? You goddamn old! I don't. I don't know how to. Too old? You play Nickelodeon Smash Brothers? Yeah, but see, those games existed like when I was a kid. Like Smash Brothers is the first one on 64. I remember playing, but like Fortnite, like I jumped into that and like I was there when the build mode was the main thing, and that was it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so I jump into that, and these little bastards are just they're building these structures up in the air and shooting me while they're building and then fucking building vertically and horizontal. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, what kind of, what am I, I, I I'm looking at that and like having an aneurysm, <laughs> like, like even to watch somebody play it. I don't understand what the hell is going on there. Well, so now like, there's a no build mode. That's true. Yeah. That would probably improve it a little bit, but honestly, if I'm going to do that, like I would rather just play like unreal tournament or something like that. Like a shooter. Like I want to, you want a realistic, no, no, not realistic. It's just um, I'm more traditional, like '90s, like boomer shooter shit. Like you pick up the weapon, you shoot the guy, and then the weapon runs out. You drop the weapon, pick up another weapon, shoot someone. That's it. You know, I don't want this shit where like, you know, it's a battle royale or what. You know, I've seen the movie and shit. It's cool, but <laughs> like, I don't. Want... There's a movie. Well, battle royale. You know that that's what the whole concept. I think of these oh, shooters based around one movie. Yeah, movie, yeah. Movie yeah where they send them to the island or what. And that's a cool. That's a cool movie, but I don't want to play that. You know what I'm saying? I don't really, I just want something where I can, you know, you pick up weapons and you shoot people with the weapons and bang, bang, boom, you're done. I'm basically like Fortnite. There's a little storm that comes. Yeah. And I think those additional elements for me kind of kill it. Like there's like a really narrow, like corridor to shoot someone in. Basically, that's it. I I guess I like, I like Fortnite because it's so cartoony. Yeah, the graphics, the the visual style was really neat, actually. Yeah, and they also have like a lot of characters from other IPs and shit. It's oh cool. yeah, that's its main thing. Yeah, no, it's definitely pretty cool. But the storyline doesn't make any sense. But I do like they update it like every few weeks, and yeah. then there's like these dedicated YouTubers that like they just stream. That's all they do is talk about Fortnite and stream and like make money talking about it all the time. Oh my god, I couldn't. I, that drive would be me fucking insane. That would drive me nuts, dude. I couldn't. I I just can't. I couldn't have a job like that. I would rather yeah. be back subbing. I'd rather be in college and do that. But it's like <laughs> they. That's what they choose to do with their time, and yeah. they make they make they make money off of it. They make bank on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's fucking crazy. Like yeah. I mean, that would become a job because you got to schedule that, and you got to sit down, and you got to like create content and create a character and a little persona. Like, it's literally a job. It's it's an insane, like demoralizing job. It's among yeah. I think, one of the worst jobs. <laughs> like unless, like honestly, I I'd rather be throwing chickens against a wall in a factory farm or something than oh, playing violent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd rather do that than than play Fortnite for a living. That's crazy to me. I can't even imagine. Or be Mr. Beast and just hand out hundreds of dollars to people. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Beast. Yeah, yeah that's content. <laughs> 
I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. I don't understand that either. <laughs> Where do they get all this money from? No idea. Yeah, it pisses me off. They're just like handing it out. And they're like, yeah, be nice to people. Hand out money. Like I don't have the money to do that. Right. I saw a video where he handed like he gave someone three hundred dollars to fly to France to yeah. get him a baguette and then fly back. Wow. He's just like fucking with people. Right, yeah. I mean, if you're that rich, I mean, why wouldn't you? It's like the Elon Musk type of situation. Like, yeah, you're an asshole. The world is just you know, your plaything. Yeah, he's an asshole. Your yeah. content for your fucking YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're not going to be a YouTuber then? Probably not. No, I don't have the personality or the patience. But you do it. have Misery Loves Company. Oh yeah, yeah. Y'all that, that that really cool. should make that more of a show for YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that could definitely be cool. Like, have some like performance art type stuff, like an installation type of deal. Yeah, can and have cool. really annoying voices. Yeah. What character? You should create a character. Hmm. You should create a character for Misery Loves Company. What character? I'm, yeah, the host. I mean... The host for your the to make it more YouTube friendly. Oh, oh, I see. Like, a, like an avatar for the thing, basically for for yeah. us. That'd be pretty cool. We would, you ever, would you ever dress up? Sure, yeah. A lot did of people you're... did. Did you see the Halloween episode? A lot of people actually did dress up for Halloween. I saw the Christmas episode. I think I was mm-hmm. part of that. People yeah. like Unity dressed up. Yep. Yep. Hat. yep. But the Halloween one was actually pretty crazy. Like, B-Boy wore this mask and this fucking all kinds of shit. There were a lot of people there that did a lot of crazy stuff. How did you feel when Ares passed away? It was really, really sad. It really hit me pretty hard. And I, uh, yeah, she was really just a, such a positive force in the community and stuff. It was just, it was really hard, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was very hard. Have you ever had someone that, like, creative and close to you pass away? I mean, you've probably lived more than I have. Um, You know, Eris was the first one that, you know, really hit me. So it hit mm-hmm. me really, really powerfully hard. So. Yeah. And I uh you know um I know a lot of people have said a lot about it and probably much better than I could say. So I don't yeah, I don't really know what I could say about it except you know. Well, you don't have was, to say anything, I was just wondering. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no, it was hard, yeah. Where do you see you and Will moving on in the future with creative projects? Oh, no, no idea, really. I mean, the TLE thing, hopefully going somewhere. Um, how long like, How long have you planned that out to continue that? Is that just, do you have like a schedule for um, the last estate? We do have like publication schedules and stuff like that. Um, it's pretty, I mean, I, I can't really talk too much about it. It's kind of like a secret. Why not? Uh-oh. It's a secret club. <laughs> but no, I, no, I mean, it's, we have, we have stuff coming up and it's you take it cool. very seriously no not really oh but it's no i mean it's, so it's you're joking. yeah yeah okay but it's something we do and it's like i don't really know all the plans for it but i know it's gonna be good stuff have you thought about making a movie like a misery tourism movie you know that <laughs> john padula john padula <laughs> does do uh you know johnny hollywood so he you know he does 
he's the connect there. So yeah, I don't know, but th- there's people in the community that do that kind of stuff. Well, and, I mean, um, like you and Will though, have you all sat down and like, we, you know, we've thought about like documentaries and stuff like that. We've talked a little bit about that. I'd love to do something like that, honestly. And you made a film for your Kickstarter. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Was how did that go? <gasps> Sorry, it was really good. It was um. Are you we, bored? I, we, no, no, I was oh, just it's you're tired. Good. Yeah, it's, it's like mid mid o'clock basically. It's like no, 10 o'clock, isn't it? Yeah. You have work tomorrow? No. No, okay. I don't. No, so oh, I'm cool. on disability, so I don't have to go in. Yeah. I don't, we can I don't, stay I don't, up all night. All night, yep. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? Uh Will and you are making a movie. Or what yeah. for Kickstarter. Yeah. Kickstarter, yeah. No, we raised three thousand dollars on that. It was really fun to do it. Um but well, we how did go. you allocate the money? Most of it went to printing printing the books up and then uh that was that so did you sell them we did yeah we sold we sold copies of them did you make money off that yeah yeah how much oh i don't i don't really have a figure honestly i don't really remember um you were like accounting yeah it was a decent amount like i mean it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it was decent for what we did really work we put in so and we we enjoyed it and it was like so why did you end that uh, we just wanted to do new stuff. I mean, basically, we just wanted to. We didn't really see any future, and and mostly we didn't want to be in the toxic RPG community. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because we didn't. We just didn't want that much different from like the literary scene. It's very uh, well for uh, yeah, it is. It is how different. because there is more policing. Like if you think the like the people talking about blacklists and stuff like that, like here, like it's it's really bad. It's that, but it's worse somehow in the in the RPG space. It's um, and you really have to be down with this identity identity politics type of thing, like identity, like forefronting your identity stuff, which is something that me and William both kind of struggle with doing, uh, because it feels off to us. Uh, so that that is something you really have to be into if you're into that community. So we were just like, no, fuck that. Are there people and, that create like, maybe it's the opposite of you and Will's politics, so it is based around identity, but it's like the same sort of size and structure of what you and will have created like another little website and they do like oh, yeah. very independent shit and they make money off of it yeah yeah they're, they're definitely you can make money in that community but like i said you gotta be able to forefront you do a lot of uh um selling of yourself basically not selling out or whatever but just selling yeah. yourself as a creator and you know there's definitely auteurs in the community i mean there's people who don't there's not everybody's doing like you know D stuff or like you know really i feel like that's the only thing i would know mm. that's like it's that's like an entire it's like wwe or something oh hell yeah it's like yeah, a mass wwe right yeah but i feel like right. it's such a it's like disney or something it's like the same brand identity like that's the only that's the one yeah. and major thing that people know and like to yeah. even try and create anything else is seems like it would fail inevitably or something uh well in within the community like the indie ttrpg community there is room to do other stuff definitely yeah and people do it it's just that like i said you have to really be a salesperson about it and you have to also be willing and in, in a lot of ways to sell parts of um your identity and stuff to be able to do it like so you have to sell what yourself you for, like can you give an example um that does that of someone that does that like are there like gay like tabletop 
and like people will focus yes. on being gay exclusively. Yes. Um. But there's also like I know I, I don't know the guy's name, but there's this is dude that um basically they use they do like stuff of, like rip from you know like rip from the headlines journalism or like uh, yeah. you know, docu dramas or whatever. Yeah. They do a game like that a week. Oh god. About a week, but it's the same system. It's like the same, you know, like how you use dice and you roll dice and stuff like that and that translates into some narrative event. They use the same like the same D6 system every week and they just paste like a headline on it basically. <laughs> so oh, like geez. one week it'll be like hey like this is the and that makes that kind of shit it get you see it it'll get like, you know, thousands of retweets and stuff. And that's an indie game, you know, it's indie properties. What do you, you think buy... people are taking from that? What do you think well, people like like they play it and they get some satisfaction from it? I think it's the same kind of impulse that makes people want to doom scroll on stuff through the news events and like Twitter stuff. It's, it's like you're playing with social something socially important or whatever. And both William and I, I won't speak totally for him. I'm I'm pretty but no, I will actually. Because what He's... both William and I don't really go for that kind of you see any like positive any positivity from it there there are some really interesting artists doing really interesting work like maybe you don't agree with it but people do take something from these yeah no there's definitely there's definitely positive i respect a lot of the system creators and stuff uh you know avery mcdonald or avery alder i think is one that i really respect uh dreams i think it's the quiet year is one of their systems and I really respect that. And I respect Apocalypse World. Vincent Baker is one who backed our Kickstarter. Um, those, these mm-hmm. are all good. They're interesting systems. And like I said, there's a lot of Artura people there that uh, that do really interesting work. It's just that to get big in the communities, like you have to you have to have a social component to your game uh, that's done in a way that sort of like either has to be like for like consciously socially good, you know, like activist type stuff that ha- that we like William and I feel uncomfortable doing or like making those kind of statements or making those kind of you know things like just to just to do it you know I don't well it's not just to do it I understand that but a lot of people feel like like you have to do that in order to or you have to be making like genre emulation stuff right so you have to be making something like hey this system emulates Firefly you play this it'll feel like you're oh. watching fly episode and we don't william i don't really do that shit either so that's a bit cheap yeah do you think that you do you worry if misery tourism or maybe it that it would ever feel like you're pushing out that it's a reaction to the people that are putting socially active campaigns out i mean i think in a well always it is a reaction to that like i mean it's but like do you worry that maybe you're doing like the same thing the socially conscious people are doing, but oh, I as see. a reaction, I, you know, I don't, I don't see what we're doing as activists. I see it as, and I know this is what everybody would say. I mean, but I see it as just platforming people that we think are interesting, not necessarily okay. because they're political beliefs or whatever. We, if we plat, I mean, yeah, we're platforming people and doing stuff like that, but we're doing it because we think their work is interesting because of mm-hmm. our personal idiosyncratic tastes. You know, not yeah. because we think it's important in some larger context or whatever. I mean, we do, but we think it's important to give these people a voice and stuff. give everybody, you know, a voice, but 
you know, I don't see that as an activist thing. No, I see it as we do that because, and up to this point, when you know, when we publish anything, and still, uh, when we publish things, it's because we like it. You know, we like the content. We think it's interesting. It's not because we there's no the there's no ideological component to it. It's just even the free speech stuff that doesn't factor in because we publish things that are not transgressive in the traditional you know definition yeah. by any real definition of that word. We just publish things we like. That's it. I want how infamous are you in the tabletop community? Um I don't know how I mean like so on RPG net there was a long thread about our games. Really? Is that like the main hub? Not really anymore, no. Oh. But at that time, I mean the, the thread was like probably twenty seven pages of a V bulletin thread long or something like that. Yeah, and there there was they were talking all kinds of stuff about it. It's interesting to see it. But um yeah, I mean we're not we're seen as the guys who make the rapey kind of weird game. So we're kind of like they associate rape with you. Yes, definitely. Okay. Um, I have a question. Have, mm-hmm. have there been mm, people that create the socially conscious games that have been, uh, rapists? Uh, yes, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have been accused of stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name or whatever, but Why there not? was a guy. You say his name. Um, well, you know, no, I don't really want to, I don't really want to pick fights or I'm not trying to pick a fight here. I'm just saying no one's going to listen to this. That's from the tabletop. <laughs> so I think it was, let me just, let me just Google to make sure it's, uh, it's the right name. Cause I make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, um, there have been a lot of this shit. Um, now I have a question. Okay. That, if yeah. someone, they created the socially active like campaigns that you guys are against and they if they were accused of being a rapist and then they came over and tried to write something for misery tourism like in defense Uh of themselves how would you feel about that well i mean you know misery tourism is closing but i mean i know i know but i'm like (laughs) it's a hypothetical yeah yeah yeah, i know what you're saying no, I don't. I mean, we, first of all, we don't publish stuff like that, like articles. Yeah. They're just like, hey, you know, like, well, we if they were if their work or something was taken down or something, we we might have published it during the replatforming thing if that was a thing. But actually, like, what if they were actively trying to defend themselves and they came to you guys because you they know you they think you guys would like, yeah, you know that or something. I, I feel like you guys should not let that happen. Yeah, no, hypothetical situation. <laughs> That'd be the fakest shit ever. Yeah, it's all fake shit. I mean, no, we're not we're not really into doing shit like that. But, yeah. Um, so the guy I was thinking of, um, it actually wasn't a rape allegation, uh, not a real rape allegation. But what happened was, um, he he actually had a rape scene in one of his games, and uh, the char- one of the characters forced one of his GM characters, which is like the character he controls, um, forced themselves on another player character. Now there have been real rape allegations in the communities, and actually I can't think of any of those. But the guy who did this uh, was the famous GM in one of the Apocalypse World games or whatever. And fucking that there, it was a contra- big controversy <laughs> because this guy was like the most like you know boisterous, you know, kind of social justice sort mm-hmm. of you know activist type of guy. And uh, he, after he did this, it was like, like well, Weinstein well, or something. Sort of like that, except it didn't. Let me be clear; it didn't involve a real rape, as far as I know. It's just kind of like, hey, like you know, 
yeah, he, he did something in a game that was really kind of goofy and it was weird, you know, weird and uncomfortable. Um, and the players did not consent to it happening. So there was a lot of, and you know that, yeah, that that's what I'll say about that. But how long were you and Will participating in tabletop games before you made the website? Uh, Probably since 2009, I think we were on a website called The Forge, which uh, was like a site for developing tabletop games. Uh, I think it was run by Ron Edwards, and uh, he basically had all this this stuff there, where you know, like forums and stuff like that, where you could work on games with other people. And uh, William and I were part of that forum. We were also part of a forum called Story Games, which is where a lot of the um, people who were refugees from the Forge went after the Forge went down. So you guys never thought about going into, like, the New York City and trying to find communities based around tabletop gaming there? I feel like I feel like there'd be a lot of community stuff in New York City. There probably is, yeah. And I think a lot of these communities, that, like on the Forge and stuff like that, had kind of sub-communities, subsections of their communities that were in, like, the big cities. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot based around, like, uh, Boston um, and a lot of northeastern cities. So, yeah. A lot of the story games folks, I think, were from Boston. Do you ever go to tournaments, like, in person? Oh, uh, no. Sit there no. for eight hours? Uh, not really. No, like, I've never been to, like, a con or, like, you know, any shit like that. No. Do you get restless because you have an ADHD when you're playing like a board, a tabletop game? You know, it's funny because I, I really don't like, I mean, I don't socially, like I don't get like anxious or anything like that. Some people do, but I don't really get socially anxious. I get sort of restless when I'm DMing or like when I'm running the game. Yeah. But not when I, uh, in fact, I get really, really anxious when I do that because I'm trying to see if the systems are firing and if everything's going all right and stuff like that. I get really self-conscious about that but other than playing as a player no i don't so did dungeons and dragons ever become socially conscious where you're like pissed off about it like maybe like this is the gay expansion pack (laughs) everything's gay and rainbows no no not really because uh you know we actually we made a podcast about this for the last estate there's these um this race of monkeys that yeah i know i listened to that yeah (laughs) but that that is probably like like this is just they've just started to kind of get sort of woke and like give a shit about their image in that way. Um, and it's, it's been happening over the past couple of years, but you know what? I mean, I don't care about what, if people are woke or if they're, uh, you know, whatever, these big corporations are just going to do what they're going to do to get the most. Oh yeah, you know, dude. The I went to a pride parade in Tulsa mm. and now it's become so much more corporate and they just have like, yeah, like a, a Walmart truck. And it was just a basic truck, and it had a little rainbow flag on the front of the truck. Oh my god! And yeah. it came through like downtown Tulsa, and it was so stupid. Yeah, and everybody knows this shit is fake, and it's oh yeah. But it's not like these corporations; they don't, you know, like like I mentioned in the podcast, like so they create this content in order to piss people off, and then they get double engagement from that because their fans you know, the, the grognards or whatever, who are like, well, fuck the woke guys. You know, they mm-hmm. come out to defend D&D and Wizards for, you know, publishing this content. And then, you know, the woke fighters come out and are like, hey, you know, what the fuck is this? You know, you publish, you know, so everybody comes out for this shit. You know, the milkshake that brings all the boys to the yard <laughs> you know, type of thing. And they get double engagement from that because you always have people talking about their game. And it's like, 
months long of this shit storm, you know, and that's, that's just good for them. It's not like hurting anybody. It's not hurting their mm -hmm. brand at all because, and then they just recall the content, like is what, what they did with the hat of Z, you know, they just say, Hey, you know, we're just gonna like, oops, sorry. You know, we, we fucked up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> There's no consequence for that either because nobody's really stopping, you know, it's not stop to buy, you know, stopping them from buying the game or anything. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's just ridiculous. And people think that by coming out against it or whatever, you're, you know, you, you're defending whoever. But the fact is, it's like, no, you're just getting, you're just giving engagement to these companies. I mean, you yeah. Know. Well, that's like what Twitter's all about is engaging with the hateful shit. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's a really hateful type of cycle. And I, that's another thing William and I had talked about as far as misery tourism. Like, we just don't want to be part of that type of that engagement cycle anymore because it is really tiring you know even though the website's about human suffering yeah yeah that that's fair <laughs> because yeah. It, it you know yeah i mean we yeah i mean we, but for a long time we engaged around that and you know it, it does take a toll you know it does take a toll eventually did you ever feel like you published a story that was controversial and the conversations that came up from it were just about controversy and not really ever about the story and it totally detracted away from the story the people talking about it online mm -hmm. not not that we've personally published i don't believe no okay yeah no i don't think so um yeah no because i don't think there's any like like i just mentioned that with the wizards of the coast you know there's really not any bad publicity for your brand we have a definitely have an established brand um and you know if people are talking about it it's good it's people are talking about that's people they're going to read the story or going to be exposed to the story that wouldn't normally click it so that's great what's the wildest tabletop game the wildest period i don't know yeah um or that you haven't created that that we haven't created oh that's boy. so shit that is socially conscious that's socially conscious too yeah Ooh, um boy that's really put me on the spot i'm trying to think okay so there's one uh dog eat dog i think it's liam burke that deals with like colonialism in a way that is really like in your face like you basically I, if i remember right you play like you you basically play through an empire's colonization of something oh my god and, yeah <laughs> it's like settlers of Catan. It, it's like that but you play like you play in like role-playing elements of oh that my god. So. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, is that socially active activism? I think so because it has. It's very much against colonialism, and that's there's a statement in the book I think about some of that and shit. So it's yeah. I, um, there's also a game. But do called... you disagree with that? Then no, not not really. I disagree oh, okay. kind of with how it's presented. Yeah, I mean, you don't. You wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it that way. No. I think it's a good game. I mean, but but actually, I fucked up because there's one called Gang Rape. Actually, that's about gang rape. It's literally called Gang Rape. Yeah, and it's, you're all it's, about you're all about that game of it. Well, it's by uh, Tobias Rigstad, and the game is actually it's it's very controversial. Um, and it it's about it's your favorite one. <laughs> it's but it's it's controversial in a way that that is like advocating very much against rape like i mean and in a way that's very clear because the game is about invading personal space and you do it by literally invading personal space not by raping someone but by get moving closer to people and that kind of shit in the game it was really controversial when it came out i think it's 
they call it like a Norwegian style or maybe Jeep form. I'm not sure what the, but it's, I think Tobias Rigstad is the author of it. Uh, it's a really, it made, it made a splash in the community. Definitely. I like coming up with these hypotheticals. Yeah, no, it's fun. Put you in. Yeah. <laughs> and challenge you about the stuff that you do. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's, I like especially it. with this stuff, there's a lot of situations that you might find yourself in that where you're going to offend someone that's been through these uh, experiences. Definitely. Yeah. If I brought on a trans person, would you <laughs> sit down and like talk about your issues with gender with them? Yeah. I mean, are you talking now or like? No, not right now, but like later on. Oh, some other time? Yeah, definitely. I'm willing to discuss it with anybody. Like I said, it's, I won't say that it's something that I, um, I like the forefront, but it is a major part of a lot of the work and stuff that I do. So yeah, I think it's relevant. Definitely. I mean, I know, I know I'm not saying like everything has to be relevant or whatever, but I'm just saying it's part of the work I do. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a very interesting part about yourself that i did yeah. not know about oh yeah well no it's definitely something that, yeah do you think if you did transition that would you worry that like you're 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 putting that out there or something i don't know probably yeah yeah definitely because you you stand against that oh you mean like my feelings about like um, like identity and stuff like that yeah because now, now just in general, just in being yourself, just in existing as yourself, if you did transition, mm. you're now representing this part of society. Yeah. Just in your existence, I don't know. You're doing something that you, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm nothing if not a hypocrite, right? <laughs> no, I'm not calling you a hypocrite. Oh no, no, I mean, but I mean, I just. Like I, I know, like people are innately contradictory, right? I mean, that's a yeah, I am like, too. I mean, that is just how, just how it is. So I mean, I don't know, like I, I, in that hypothetical, I'm not really sure what it would be because I yeah, I, I didn't know, really like, set up that right. No, no, it's fine. I mean, like I think you, I think you expressed it fine, like, and um, but I just don't really. I think anyone like in the community would turn on you, I guess. Oh, it's oh, that's an interesting question. I don't think so. No. Um, what's I'll, the probability of that happening? The probability <laughs> of like you transitioning? Oh, I mean, oh boy! I mean, probably like next to like zero. Honestly, like, I, I don't okay. know. Like in the near future, like I'm not. Yeah, no. Within like ten years. Oh, ten years. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, Does the probability go up? That's a good question. I don't know. I'm actually not sure. I'd have to think on that. Actually, um, if you had the money mm. and it was more acceptable uh-huh does the probability go up uh, i don't know i you know i don't i don't think so no okay. um although i will say this i'll put it this way um if there were a machine that i could jump into tomorrow uh that would turn me into you know like a cat girl or something would mm-hmm. definitely jump into that machine tomorrow interesting yep i'll leave it at that why a cat no cats are off they're cute and they're you know whatever cats are you do you have a persona no no i don't (laughs) 
A lot of the misery tourism people hate furries. They hate really. I didn't know. I was yeah, aware of that. huge discussion in one of the post oh, episodes. Yeah. People just okay. went off about furries. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I, be careful. I, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Uh, I don't hate furries. I just. Uh, I like cats. I mean, <laughs> I know that. Yeah. But yeah. Um. Yeah. The cat girl. Sure. Yeah. Have you read El Nash's uh story? Uh which one? Where like there is a cat girl is like one of the main characters. It's a no. short story. No, I don't think so, no. Oh. Uh, you should. What is it on Witchcraft or I am not let me try and look it up. Teokaka from Blaz Blue or Blaze Blue is it? One of my favorite characters. What's it called? Uh Blaze Blue. What is that? The fighting game uh for switch like, or well, it's for all the systems it's like basically a you know japanese 2d fighter oh, i found it okay cool yeah. let me share it cool cool so what's this fighting game oh it's just your typical 2d anime fighter one of the more popular ones can you see that i do yeah cat world okay i haven't I actually haven't heard of this one Ernica, yeah. <laughs> XXX on mobile. <laughs> oh, Wants to cool. put his fingers in my mouth until they wrinkle and turn pink. She's a really good writer. She is, yeah. I love Elle's work. Have you ever published her? Have you all published her? Um, I don't remember, actually. I'm off the top of my head. I don't think so, no. Okay. Not a misery tourism, no. Has she ever been to one of the events? She has, actually. I remember her... Uh, her costume at one of the uh, Halloween events, yeah, it was uh, like the she had like the full Juggalo makeup and shit on. Really? She had she yeah, dressed up it, as a Juggalo. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome That's costume. Badass. Yeah. No, I love her work, and uh, yeah, she's been to a couple events. What would the cat girl be wearing that this machine if you stepped out of it? Uh, okay. So put in. Uh, oh, you know what? Here, I'll just get you. I'll get you a link here. No, like the machine you're you're talking about. If you jumped into a machine, you would turn uh-huh. into a cat girl. Right. Well, what is the cat girl wearing in your head? I'm gonna get you a link. Oh my gosh. There you go. Uh oh. There's nothing scandalous. Don't worry. I mean, it's nothing. It's just a carrier from Blast Blue. <laughs> so would you want to do? Oh, that's. Hmm. Yep. What's going on with the face? Yeah, that that's the again. I love I love that. Like it's, you know, like the um, like the black mage or whatever in fucking Final Fantasy, that kind of thing. Like it's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. But yeah. So would you, have you ever done cosplay? No, no, I've never done anything like that. No. What about a dog girl? A dog girl. I don't like dogs, no, honestly. Cat girl. I don't like dogs. Where do cat girls come from? From hell, I guess. From hell? Yeah, like Jack the Ripper. Why hell? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, look at that thing. I mean, look at Teokaka. Like, she looks like some kind of fucking demon or something. I don't know. So you want to be a demon? Yeah. You want to be a seductive woman? No. No. No, probably not. I don't have the personality for that kind of shit, you know? I'm not you a seductive man. You just want to exist. Just exist, yeah. Just float. That makes sense. Yep. yep. Do you feel like you would float better as a woman? 
Um, okay, let me ask you this: Would you? Are you? Do you? Do you think you would trend the gender thing? Mm. You wouldn't identify, and I don't mean like publicly identify, but just oh. yourself in your own head. Yeah, as non-binary versus woman. See, that's a good question. I'm not. I'm not super sure actually on that. It would. Or, you know, that's, yeah. Or maybe just they them and just not even categorize non-binary or woman. Maybe just yeah. something different from that other than a man. Yeah. That, but that maybe does. not say anything to anyone. Yeah, that that would be. That's a close approximation, I think. Okay. Yeah. What would your ideal outfit be? Ideal outfit, boy. Probably something like the anthropomorphic burka uh, in my game. I guess I don't know. What is it about the burka that you enjoy so much? Uh, like I said, the, a lot of the a lot of it comes from like maybe like this weird fixation um, on like the cultural narratives about invisibility and stuff like that. I don't know what it is that strikes me about that, but it's something definite. Uh, you know, just to be invisible, like I said, like to live in a Muslim society and be that like unseen sort of or that unthought of it to me that seems i know i know that's like kind of exotification or you know whatever but it's like to me that seems like kind of chill honestly (laughs) and i know invisible yeah no definitely why i don't know i mean it's just to me like social situations like it'd be able to just like go into a social situation there's like there's no like expectation that you participate or anything like that like yeah, like that to me is like cool. Do you think the cat girl that you would be would be wearing a burka? Sure. Yeah. I mean, or I mean, even something like that outfit, but maybe a little longer dress. Like, look at like Teo Kaka, like, um, like the face is perfect, right? I mean, because mm-hmm. the face is like that black mage, the hands are pretty sick. The dress, not really crazy about that, you know. So, like, have you tried putting on makeup before? No, no. Okay, it's uh, pretty well, hard. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've never, no, I've never tried it. Um, I may have tried. I may have been like a vampire for Halloween once, but I think my mom did it for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, you haven't worn lipstick. Do you think it'd be weird no. to wear? I think it would you... be inappropriate for me, probably. Why? Like, I, like, well, not inappropriate, but like, it wouldn't be something I'd be into. No. So you don't want to represent like femininity. I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I don't, don't know if that know. represents femininity, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Really. Like, I'm trying I, I to find know. the boundaries of where you're. What oh yeah. You want, I guess. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm really not sure. Honestly, I'm not sure what I'd want in that. I just know it's like. Uh, I don't know. Like. Not necessarily male. You know that that's the kind of yeah thing, vibe. I guess yeah. So right, right now in this conversation, do you identify as male or just queer? I don't know. What's let's well, let's see. Hold on a second. I'll tell you in a second. Or maybe you don't want to say. Oh no, I, I, I'm getting something here. I'll tell you in a second here. I'm going to. It's gonna be controversial. It might be. I don't know. Uh-oh. Let's take a look. You identify as Will. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay, so I identify as she-null. This is what my generator tells me. Is that some racist thing? 
No, it's just she oh. slash null. Like, you know, like dev null, like, uh, you know, like the um, Linux thing or whatever. Who's I guess that? that's. Oh, yeah. Like, if you go to a Linux console or whatever and type that in, it'll put you at the home thing or whatever. Uh, but yeah, my, my pronoun generator says she slash null. What is your generator? Uh, it's on. Um, why don't you can... choose yourself? Why don't not? Don't put it in a generator. That, that's how I would choose it, honestly. That That's the most honest reflection of how I would do it. Do you see yourself as a generator? Yeah. I maybe maybe if if I were to if you were to press me for an identity, I would point you at this generator probably. Is there all things that I've felt, but it's like which one is it? It's random. That'd be interesting to create like a robot you put like your canned responses into to represent yourself. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's what I did, and it's what uh, you know, graciously Katie Naylor um from Void Space let me do on my profile. So you don't want like a you're not very strong on the gender thing. No. no you're going no, more I'm, off feeling. Off feeling, yeah. Wow, I feel that day. Yeah. Experimentation. Yeah. You're not really in for representation. Representation? I don't know. Like, I've heard of like like gender fuck or whatever, you know, that sort of movement. What is that? I I, I don't know exactly. It's like basically like people who want to kind of uh basically confuse or sort of uh end the tr like sub or subvert i guess is a better word for the gender binary or whatever but i don't know if i'd be that like presentation oriented really with it mm -hmm. i just like sometimes like i feel like whatever and i'm just like oh well, like fuck it like i don't really want to you know so if there's some kid out there feeling what you're feeling hmm. do you give a shit i guess what do you mean i'm not sure <laughs> i mean I, I i see what you mean kind of like i mean what would i tell them does it matter to you would it matter to you that someone's going through what you're going through and you would want them to see i don't know yeah i know what you're saying like it's like yeah i would i would point them towards that generator honestly <laughs> like yeah and say yeah it's generator. Okay. yeah i say it's okay make your own basically <laughs> like that's what i yeah oh definitely you wouldn't shoot them? No, no, wouldn't shoot them. Good. There we go. I think that's a good place to end. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I will not shoot a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good takeaway. So, if people want to read their own stories, go to Misery Tourism on the Twitter every Friday night, right? Yep, every Friday night. At 7. Oh, it's actually at 8. 8 at New York time. Yep, 8 Eastern. That's 7 for me in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Wait, why do you guys choose that time? Uh, I think it was just a like combination like when we were when uh, William and I were free and when uh, the most people could make it, pretty much. I know like for people in Europe and stuff, it's not the most convenient time. We've talked about maybe having some liaison or whatever in Europe, maybe do something else you know do something do their own misery those coming or whatever i don't know we talked a little bit about it but yeah so we got 15 minutes left till 10 and it'll be 11 for you do you think yeah. you could jump off what you're on and then jump on something where i can see your face are you solidly against oh i'm, I'm not seen? against it i'm not against it i just don't want to basically start up my laptop oh 
How long would that take? Uh, it might take a while. It's an older Chromebook, but uh, I can give you a picture of myself though. Like, like we got 15 minutes. Do you think it would take 15 minutes to start up and jump can on? Send, can you send me that link? Oh wait, well, I already. Ha- will the link still work? Or yeah. Okay, I'll still be here. Hey. Hey, you can hear me. Yeah. Awesome, can you hear me, dude. Yes. Can you see me? I don't know what the camera's Hell on. Oh yeah, right. dude. Okay. Yeah. Dude, dude, you have like a huge bookcase. I do. What 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 what's in the book? What's on the bookcase? Let's see the book. Uh, mostly my parents' books. <laughs> I actually architecture. Don't yeah, there's some architecture shit in there. There's a lot of like uh, Tony Morrison and shit. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You should read those, man. Yeah, I know. Have you read those? No, I haven't read any of that. Oh, Tony Morrison's pretty good. Oh, okay. I'm actually um. Hold on. I have one of my books here somewhere. If you published a book, what would the book be called? Well, here it is. It's called Rape oh. World. Oh. Yeah. This is my Nano Remo book. Not surprised. Yeah. No. I'm... Why do you you love rape? Don't you? I don't. I mean, I don't love it as a thing, but I uh, it fascinates me certainly. You, because, you like yeah. the shock value of saying it. Uh, not really so much the shock value, but as I said before, like this is just shit that's on my mind, and I just, I just put it out there. Also, for that Nano Remo, that was like, you know, write fifty thousand words as quickly as possible. Uh, so I just needed something that was on my mind a lot, and that I had fifty thousand words to shit out. So I did. Holy shit, dude! Wait, you really did that? Yeah, no, it's a real, it's a real novel, bro. It's like fifty thousand words. Yeah, creeping. No, it's actually Winston Mosley. If you're familiar with the uh, bystander effect, the Kitty Genovese case. Oh yeah, that's he's the protagonist of the book, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> what is the book about? The bystander effect? Oh uh, well, no, it's about um, it's about an epidemic that turns men into rapists at night. Oh, why did I ask, man? <laughs> Jesus it's Christ! Called rape world. It's called Rape World, dude. Ah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's it's really stupid. It's stupid shit. Stupid, but I have I have read another story in the same universe at Misery Loves Company, um, called Homewreckers. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you like use this shit so much it becomes desensitized to you. Probably, yeah, almost certainly. Like in the book, you probably used rape so much you're like it had no meaning anymore. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, are I you mean, wearing like a are you wearing like um a, a blanket? Uh this is a Snuggie. Let me see if I can find the tag nice. I'm gonna promote Snuggie. Yeah, Snuggie. There you go. Yeah. You wear that all the time? I always wear yeah, mine. At, at home, definitely, yeah. Yeah. It's comfortable. comfortable. They're real comfortable and they're warm too. Is that your room? Yeah. It's um well it's a downstairs uh downstairs study or whatever well that's cool so it's like a den yeah nice yep have you thought about selling those books no no i'm probably if i if i stay here i'll probably keep them okay they're the parents so you know i just want to i'll keep this shit whatever and there's a lot of books to sell also we had some water damage down here so some of them got fucked up well it's probably a good thing that you're not like taking your parents stuff and trying to Get rid of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I want to keep as much as I can, you know. Mm-hmm. So why yeah. not read? Th- why not read them then? Uh, because uh, 
I don't know. <laughs> you don't agree with <laughs> it politically? It's too liberal yeah. for you? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what the Tony, Tony Morrison shit is even about. Are you like, serious? Like, you I, couldn't, I could not tell you what it's about. Um, That's so ironic, though, that you like started a literary site and then you have like these canonical writers that you're not reading. <laughs> I think the word you meant you're you're uh, you're looking for is ignorant, and yes, it is. <laughs> but this this is another book I have. This is Ryan Bry's book. Uh, I don't know if it's ignorant. I think it's just like hmm. you're avoiding it, maybe. Yeah, no, like I avoid it. Objectively, I guess it's not your thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's not uh, like that. So stuff like that's really not my. I think my, you could take. I think you would take something away though from Tony Morrison's work, even if you oh. don't. Which one should I start with then? Which one should I go? Whichever with? one you have. Whichever one I have. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Do you have the whole collection? No, I'm not. I don't. Think, I've no. never seen that one there. No, I don't remember the titles of any of them though. So I'll take no, it but out. like of all the collections of Tony Morrison's work. Oh. No, it's not a collection. It would be like a couple books, probably. Okay. Is that because yeah. your mom was that your mom's books? Uh yeah, I think it was hers, yeah. Or my uh, aunt's possibly. Yeah, she has a lot what? of books. Yeah. Does she write? Uh my mom didn't know. She didn't your, your aunt? My my aunt might write she might write like more like um I guess like not scholarly, but like you know, like professional stuff, but not really mm -hmm. this kind of stuff. No, you could put it on the last estate. I could <laughs> do a book review of it, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Does she publishes in academic journals? No, I don't. I don't see no journal, but she's published like some of her work with, uh, like her her nonprofit might have been published in some kind of journal or something like that. Like, or she's been interviewed a couple times, I think, or something. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I'm not. Yeah. Got five minutes left. What do you want to say? Um. Without using word rape. Okay. <laughs> do you want me to read a 200 word RPG? 200 word. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Wait. 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 What's it about? It's uh. It's Fatima's busy day. It's the Burka one. Does she end up dying? <laughs> no, not necessarily. Does no. She get shot. Not. No. Not necessarily. Okay. Again. Then you can go ahead and do it. Wait, <laughs> wait, is the N word used? No, actually, no. It's it's one of the oh, few wow. uh few surprising. It, it's super surprising, right? Remember, I wrote yeah. for this contest, um, trying to sort of win the contest. It didn't win, but it got finalists. Yeah, go ahead and read it. Okay. Let me pull it up here. Fatima's busy day. The youngest player is Fatima. Others play her anthropomorphic burka, Amir. Fatima is running errands before going on a trip. Using the prompts below as guidelines, play out scenes from Fatima's day. Open-air market alleyways. Fatima's world is blue-tinted because Amir is blue, but Amir can see its true colors. Amir, describe these to her as she travels, highlighting details that her screen saccades miss. Open-air market alleyways, mosque. Fatima's world is dangerous because people are desperate and violent, but Amir protects her from harm. Amir, tell how you turn away gazes, camouflage your movements, and render her invisible to potential bad actors. House, graveyard, alleyways. Fatima's friends and family are in turmoil because the world is bleak. 
They're upset that she is going away. They grasp at Fatima. Amir, tell Fatima how they feel, but be mindful of their, her feelings too. Whenever Amir speaks, everyone talks all at once. Through the noise, Fatima chooses which narratives to silence one by one by saying, hush, and the speaker's name. The remaining narratives become what is real. When ready, Fatima can silence everyone and just exist before ending the scene. In play when Fatima leaves for her trip. That's it. You think you'll create any more stories with this character? Possibly, yeah. You should write a novel with this character. <laughs> Maybe next, the next uh, two hundred, or the next. Uh, what is it? How long did that take you to the write? The Nano one took me the whole month of November, like in twenty fifteen. Did you have a schedule of like writing every day? Uh, kinda, yeah, sort of. Like, you, you get, get sixteen hundred words or something every day, so yeah. Where'd you get the motivation for that? You say you have motivation problems, and yet you're doing this stuff. I know it's it's really fucking stupid, <laughs> but no, I I just. I don't know. I, I don't know where I got it from. I just wanted to do it once, and that's that. And that got it on my system. I've never wanted to do Nano Remo again. <laughs> it was pretty intense. It was an intense, uh, intense, serious ass fucking, as Eminem said. You know, it was really pretty bad. When did he say that? Um, boy, what song is that? Let's get ready for some intense, serious ass fucking. I think it was Why off the curtain call. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what song it was though. I, I don't I forget the song. You listen to a lot of Eminem. Yeah, um, I used to when I was like, like 16 or whatever. Now yeah. I don't because, yeah, I don't, you know. Is it too woke for you? <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> so it might be. <laughs> so. <laughs> woke him and then you never thought that would be the day, huh? Where, you yeah. Know, yeah, I don't know. But yeah. I just, he's not good anymore. Like I said, this isn't good anymore. You don't so. think his stuff is good? I don't know. I haven't listened to it lately. I don't know. It's just like the flow and stuff is still there, but it's like lyrics and stuff are just, I don't know. It's what about cool. Kanye West? How do you feel about Kanye? Kanye is pretty cool, I think. Um, I, the you comments... Like, you love his comments? No, no, I don't. I don't necessarily... You're all about those comments. <laughs> Not necessarily about the comments, but, you know, like... <laughs> but, yeah, no, he's definitely... He's, he's an auteur and he's a lunatic. So those are... And uh, it's, he's fun to watch on social media. It's fun to watch him destruct, uh, or destroy himself, whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did they paint the room the same color as the bookcase? Um, why did they? No, why didn't they? Oh, I did. Oh, I don't know. Um, I think it's basically uh, the bookcase is wood, and it's kind of framed into the wall. So yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what my dad or the thoughts were. He has probably some architectural reason for doing it. Or you could paint the bookcase white. I could do that. Yeah. We thought about doing that. Not really. I mean, no. <laughs> Honestly, no. I'm lazy. Have you thought about the thing I'm not supposed to talk about? Do you uh-huh. have you thought about s- selling it? No, not. I I want to not uh, sell it. No, I don't really want to sell it. Okay. Yeah, I'd rather not. I'd rather keep it if I can because it's gonna be worth a lot more than we uh, paid for it. So. Of everything I'm not supposed to talk about is the. I don't know. That's funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Because it's about money. 
No, it's just it's just up in the air still. So I don't want to say something that like get me um in trouble. No, not in trouble. Like that'll like something that I'll I'll come back to in the future and be like, oh, like you know, I like get my own hopes up basically by talking about it because <laughs> it's still up in the air. So yeah. Oh, okay. I know that doesn't probably make any sense, but yeah. Is it legal? Like a legal thing? I think I asked yeah. that five times. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's legal. It's it's a mortgage situation. Could they, use, could they use like your own words against you? I don't think so at this point. No. Okay. No. Do you have a car? Yeah, a uh, yeah, a Yaris, a two thousand nine nice. Toyota. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Have you ever hit someone? Nope, not in oh, this yeah. car. <laughs> not in this and, uh, car. What happened? No, I I hit a. Oh my um, god! Off, me and B Boy uh, going to Hanks. We went off the road in uh in Scary, which is a town up there. It's yeah, and we uh, in New York. Off, yeah, New York. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, it's called Scary. <laughs> hey, well, oh, the town is called Brandon. The road is called Scary. So my bad, but yeah, oh. Scary, Scary Road. But um, yeah, we went off the road in the ice, and uh, we totaled a car up there. Yeah, you went off the road and you totaled it. Did it hit a tree? Nope, it hit a um, it hit the ditch. Basically, it was a ditch. Yeah. So. What were you then? Like, how did you get back? Oh, uh, I think uh, Will's dad came and picked us up, and my dad came out too. And I oh, was yeah. Will out there with you. Uh yeah. Well, we were headed to his house, so yeah. How far away from the house were you? Uh, we we were pretty far, so he had his like dad had to drive out, and like oh, we were shit. okay though. We didn't get fucked up. So what year was this? Did he have GPS? Uh, no, this was like two thousand four or five. Damn. Yeah, it was. A was while this after ago. you came back? From college, yeah, yeah. Was Brand? Did Brandon uh, go to college? Oh yeah, yeah. He went to the local one here. In 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 Malone. Malone, Malone yep. has a college. It does North Country Community? Okay. Yeah. When you leave Malone, do you become post Malone? <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if you stay in Malone, you become you are post Malone. <laughs> yeah, there you are. Yeah, so the, yeah. <laughs> you know, what you look like like one of those wizards with like the orb. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I got the wizard sleeves too here. Yeah, yeah there so. you go. Fuck yeah! I'm gonna take your picture. And I'm gonna make ads. Okay. I'm gonna make it the most woke podcast. Nice. Would that concern you? We like. People sure. associating you with uh, wokeness? No, totally, totally. Go ahead and associate me with wokeness. It'll offset the people who think that I'm a Nazi or something. Do people think you're a Nazi? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like I don't know. Like, I talk about the OK Donkey shit, where they talk about you know the Nazi publications or the racist publication misery tourism because we yeah. got the fucking N word on our site, or whatever. So yeah, I don't think I'm making you Nazi. Yeah, no, they they've said all kinds of shit like so, we like, are racist. OK Donkey is like your rival. Like our nemesis, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll have on them later. <laughs> you guys can sit down and have a conversation. Awesome, yeah. I've never even heard of them. Yeah, I hadn't until they, this controversy. So, have you heard of HTML Giant? No. Okay. Well, I guess I'll end it here.
All right, man. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you having me on for the podcast. Like I said, I really appreciate I really love your show. It's awesome. Well, thank you, man. I hope it continues after this one. Yeah, you should. You definitely should. Yeah, you know, you definitely should. This is awesome. It's an awesome show. I listened to um boy, it was the one with uh Julianne. Yeah. And uh the other one I listened to was the one with the person who talks in all the voices and shit. That was fucking awesome. Wait, who does that? Uh was it clit emoji clip? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was a fucking awesome episode. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Wild shit. Yeah, no, I listened to that cool. one. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah. So people want to check you out, go to why is your handle Lynch Poet? Is that a racist thing? Basically, yeah. Why? Why do you do that? <laughs> I mean, you know my hand my handle was or my uh thing was um Black Lives Hatter for a while. Yeah, I know. Um, now it's Temple OS Grandin, so I feel that's better and worse in many respects. So why is it worse? I don't want to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right. Thanks is that for a racist thing too? Huh? A racist thing too. Uh, well, Terry Terry Davis, the Temple OS guy, it was kind of like he's a lunatic, but he said a lot of racist things. I'm not going to repeat them here because yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah. And you want to be him? He's your hero. I want to be Temple Grandin. Temple Temple Grandin. I'd say I want to be a combination of him and Temple Grandin. How about that? Hell yeah! But like your podcasts are pretty well edited, though. You have like music in there on all that shit. Well, that one, that one was kind of a break from a lot of the stuff we usually do. Me and William usually don't edit shit. We just fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you later, man. Thank you for being so vulnerable and open about all your issues. Thank I'm you for you, uh, the time. I'm letting me push your buttons a little bit. Definitely. Well, thank you for the podcast. I really appreciate the no opportunity. Problem, it's an honor.